0: hello everyone and happy halloween and welcome to the clockwork cantina episode 137 i am one of your hosts josh 902 and this is the other host of this show
1: ahoy mateys and i am dt3 how are we doing today everyone?
0: ahoy ahoy hoy, hoy. um hi everybody uh and welcome to the show uh originally we were gonna have a guest today but unfortunately due to scheduling things just happened. it's the out. way it is it's just the way it is uh, but it's yep. fine. DT and I are going to carry on with the show. We'll be talking about Tales of the Jedi in the second half of the show. Uh, we'll be talking about what we've been up to the past uh, week and all that stuff. And we got news to go over. But first off, Ooh. happy Halloween, everybody. Happy um,
1: Halloween, everyone. As you can see, we're dressed up. We As are. we have been dressing up for the past couple years. Since uh, 2020, I believe, we've been dressing up. huh? So Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty
0: cool. Oh, yeah. I love doing it. You know, like, obviously this year was a little bit harder to do, because uh, the money is yeah. not the best right at this moment, but... Yeah, um, I wasn't
1: sure if I was going to do it either, but here we are, you know.
0: But here we are. I was able to get a mask, and I'm reusing the robe from last year, and it's a completely new costume, which, obviously, yeah. DT is a pirate. Um, yes. It looks dope. And I am, I guess, Vizzy T. Uh, that, that when I bought Vizzy the mask, I wasn't, T. I wasn't thinking about man. being Vizzy T. But I am, I guess. I was just thinking about like I'll be the, I'll be the Phantom of the Clockwork Cantina. But uh, this <laughs> works. The Vizzy T. Also works. Um, uh,
1: Vizzy T. Man.
0: He's an awesome, awesome cat. Let me turn D T. Up because I usually turn him up before we go live, and I didn't because I want to make sure he's heard very well. All right. It, yeah? uh, but but yeah, if you guys out there are dressed up today, send us photos. I want to see what you look like. We had a little get-together, and we got to see everybody's costumes the other night, and that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I always love seeing what people dress up as, what they've been inspired to be. Obviously, there was a lot of Game of Thrones. Yeah,
1: a lot of House <laughs> of the Dragon costumes this year. Yes. Sure.
0: And probably we'll be again in like two years. <laughs> Um, because yeah, because when it comes out, two again. years
1: when we get season two, right? So it's funny. I was reading an article last night about uh like the wait time for some of these shows. We probably won't get season two for House of the Dragon, The Rings of Power, and Andor for another two years at least for all three. Yeah. Us, so, so look, guys, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit of a wait.
0: A reason to live. Two more years. Well, there you, you go. Say, you
1: if you enjoyed alive. either or all of those shows so far, then, you, you, hey, you're getting more in like two years. So if you need a reason, there you go. Oh, it's kind of morbid, but hey, man, this is the hey,
0: joke. look, you need a reason to live, right? If you don't already got one. You know, for some people, it could be your fams, your kids, your whatever. And for some other people, it's TV shows and movies. And it's like, I never thought this would get made in my lifetime. I need to stay alive long enough to enjoy it so you know it's yeah. I, I it's it's a it, maybe it is a little morbid but at the same time i don't care it's a reason to keep living it, enjoy Hell your yeah. reason to there keep living go.
2: there you uh, go there you go
0: exactly um, also I, I can't guarantee this mask is going to stay on the whole time because it does start to rub the face after a little bit I, I also i don't have my glasses on so speaking <laughs> of which i didn't
1: have mine on but i'm gonna put them on now because you guys there you go you guys have seen what it looks like without the glasses but i need these to see so Wow.
0: yeah i can kind of get away with it because dt reads all the news <laughs> usually yeah um uh
1: anyway uh but no guarantees
0: uh, all right let's start with what we've been up to the past week. all right let's let's uh,
1: do it let's do it so over the past week uh i've been playing the vidgie games uh playing some rogue company still doing some uh you know did the overwatch 2 halloween stuff completed the battle pass for that been continuing to play fortnite as well the fortnite nightmares event has been pretty uh it's been all right i mean i've heard it's my first year playing uh, fortnite during the halloween stuff but i've heard it's been better before um in previous years so um yeah um but but I've enjoyed it regardless. You know, it, I I don't know what I'm missing out on really because I haven't played any of those stuff. But it's been okay. Some of the skins they brought into the game have been kind of lame. But I mean, at the same time, that's also a good thing because you know, not like not like I got money to spend anyway, right? Uh, so you know, it's both a good thing. You know, and and, and I, it's not a great thing game wise, but it's a good thing for me personally because I'm like, well, you know, it saves me money I don't have. So anyway um so yeah playing that i started playing the division 2 i even played it on stream uh last friday um i know josh has been playing that a lot lately i'm up to level 7 i had played i had played this game before on ps4 like years ago when it came out but uh again it was on the ps4 so starting again from nothing i'm up to level 7 again it's you know it, it is pretty fun i i I do I do enjoy it. I have to I have to play some more uh as well here coming up. Um on stream I beat uh, Phobia Saint Dienfa Hotel and the Blair Witch games. Both of those played beat on stream. Um
3: yeah, good good stuff. Um and uh
1: yeah, I watched, uh, I've been watching a bunch of movies and stuff, so I watched Pearl, which is the prequel to X. Uh, Really good, Mia Goth is uh, absolutely incredible in that, definitely check that out uh, if you've seen X. Even if you haven't seen X, I mean it's a prequel, so just check it out, it's pretty good, pretty good. Um,
3: I watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Barbarian
1: and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. How did
2: you uh, like Cabin in, in the Woods?
1: Cabin in the Woods was all right. No, I I hadn't seen it. I it was okay. I, I it's it's full I know Easter a lot eggs of people <laughs> for us. Yeah, I I thought it I thought it was all right. Um, but yeah, I watched that and I watched the Barbarian and. Uh, Tucker Dale versus Evil, which I thought that one was pretty funny. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that one either, and that was pretty good.
2: Did you, Barbarian uh, is
1: definitely a, a, a spookier one. More, more horror-ish if you're into that, for sure. Whereas, like, Tucker and Dale was more kind of comedic horror. But anyway, what are you going to say?
0: Did you see the Left or Dead Boomer in, in Cabin in the Woods?
1: I don't think I did. It's in there.
0: To... There's a ton of video game horror things that happen. Huh but they're very quick. There's a ton of like the boomer from Left for Dead is in there, I think, during the elevator scene or during a elevator scene, I can't remember. Hmm. There's a lot of neat little easter eggs in that movie.
1: I don't know. But to the- be honest with you, I I didn't I I I, I feel like I am going to have to rewatch it cuz I was like watching it but not like watching it while. like much. I didn't give like I, I wasn't you. really paying yeah, too, super much attention.
0: But yeah, the boomers so, in there from Left for Dead. That's yeah. all I remember about that movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. But I remember like it's specifically I think it's in the trivia. They're like we took a bunch of video game references and put them in the movie and that's that's really that's why cool. I like that movie.
1: <laughs> that's cool then. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I'll have to rewatch it and, and pay more attention for sure. Cause yeah, like I said, I was kinda like I was watching it but like I wasn't like putting as much attention to it as I could have. So And I know you're big uh, on yeah. Lit for
0: Dead. Like we I think yeah, this is no, the yeah, first we, year in like the past two years where we haven't played Left 4 Dead around this time. We yeah, usually we, get we, on and did play. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Huh. Usually we do. I do want to get fucking uh, back for Blood at some point too. that also would be fun to play? Which is kind of the same style. But anyway, um, yeah. And then uh, I watched the first six episodes of the of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, and some of those were okay. some of those were were good. Some of them were not. Uh, they're kind of kind of hit or miss. I think
0: that's the thing. The with those uh, those types of sh- of shows where it's like, like, like everybody does their, their own episodes, right? So some are good, some miss, and some are just bad.
1: Yeah. So yeah, some of them are good. Some of them aren't. It is what it is. And then obviously watch the latest episode of Andor, which is the eighth episode. We have four more to go. And then we'll be doing a, uh, we'll be doing an episode on that show in about a month now, because we got four episodes left, so four more weeks. About a month, to we'll be doing that. an episode of that. Yeah, that will be fun. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to, man. So take it away, good sir.
0: All right. Well, Tales of the Jedi, which is obvious, we'll be talking about that in the second half of this show. Yeah. Um, I had it in my notes from. Uh... <laughs> from uh, when we were going to have the other episode, but we we swapped it up. Uh, Andor yes. I've watched, so I'm caught up on Andor. Uh, I've also watched Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, episode one through six, and like DT said, some episodes are hit, some episodes are miss, some episodes are real miss. Um, And last night, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front, which is this Netflix movie with my old man. I was like, you know what, I haven't watched a movie with my dad in a while. And this just came out. And we like, you know, the, the a war movie. But All Quiet on the Western Front, it's more of like an anti-war movie. But it's still uh, interesting to watch about World War I. Um I recommend checking it out. You might, you might uh, find... <laughs> I want to say you'll enjoy it, but the movie is very brutal. So I don't know about how much enjoyment there is to get it. You'll, it's a, you'll it's a enjoy movie. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I think it would... Pique your interest, I guess, would be the the correct way to say that. Um, yeah. So I watched that; it was, it was fairly good. And the weight loss update. So you guys know we do weight loss updates every week, even when I gain weight. Well, this week I got good news: we didn't gain weight; we lost weight. Um, you know hey. I had my cheat cheat day two weeks ago, and when that happens, I usually stall yeah. out for a week or even go up a little bit. Um, but this past uh past week we lost. Um let me look at my board. Oh no, I ain't got my glasses on. I can't see. Uh <laughs> I got a board <laughs> I that see. I write down. Um Yeah, we went down like uh five, six pounds. I can't see really well. With nice, my glasses,
1: dude. So. Well hey, either um, way, dude, that's that's pretty pretty good, man.
0: Which what's nice about that is not only did we lose the weight we gained back, we lost an extra pound. So yeah. that means we're back, baby. That's,
1: that's good.
3: Yeah. Good shit, man.
0: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we lost. We're losing weight again. We've, we're all caught up to where we were previously and can keep going. So I'm very happy with that update. I felt like a lot of pressure, even though I shouldn't have. I felt like a lot of pressure this past week where I was like, man, I really hope when I get to that weigh-in on Sunday, I'm not stalled out. I really hope it's gone back down. I was like, I just want to break even. I just want to break even with my weight. Gain, uh, because I I knew when I knocked myself out of keto I was going to gain water weight. That's just facts. That that's how it works. Your body yeah. retains water when you when you get off keto. Um, so I was thrilled when I stepped on the scale and it was like not only did you lose all that water weight, you fucking uh, lost an extra pound on it. So that oh, made yeah. me very happy. I feel like the pressure's off. Oh. I can just kind of. Not worry about it as much this week. I'm gonna plan on making a bunch of dice this week. That's kind of like my plan going forward for this week, because we are back in the dice making in full swing. Zer. Um, so we hell to the yeah, Majin. Thank you for your subscription. Appreciate you in the chat, buddy. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's kind of what all I've been up to this past week. Oh, oh that's not true. I played. A little bit of Mountain Blade Two Lord. and then I modded it till I broke the game, and I've been trying to fix it. So I,
4: gotta,
1: <laughs> uh, I, gotta, I, mean, you know, I just just broke the game. You know? I
0: just brought you know, I modded it till I broke it, which is how I do games, and I'm working on fixing it. Um, and I'm gonna work on that after I'm done here because I don't think I'm gonna make dice today. I think I'm just gonna, i I might make a set and throw in the pot, and that might be the end of the dice making.
1: Yeah, today. I mean it's, it's it's Halloween, you can chill out. Man.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, it's a little cooler here, which means that I, the dice don't want to. Guys, my. since we're just talking about it already, right? Like we're just sitting here chilling. It's just me and DT and, and you chat. Like the plan is we're going to get a laptop and we're going to stream the dice making at some point on this channel. So you guys will get to yeah. see that if it's interesting to you at all. It's just the plan is to get a laptop sometime in November, maybe around Black Friday, seeing what deals kind of pop up. So. That is the plan, uh, since we're chatting about it a little bit. But DT, let us go ahead and hit the news, my friend, if you are ready. And uh, we can continue on, shall we? All
1: right. Well, if we're ready to move on to the gaming news, then let's go ahead and do that. We do have uh, we do have a little bit. We do have a little bit. We have not as much as we would usually have news-wise, but we do have some things to talk about. So let's go ahead and do that then.
4: All right. All right.
1: First thing that we have here today is we have an announced trailer for Age of Mythology retold. So they are apparently, well, you know what? Let's just watch it and then we'll talk about it. How about that? Let's do it. So three, two, one, go.
0: Gods will return! Heroes will rise! Legends will battle! Age
1: of mythology retold. So there it is. Age of mythology is back, baby. E. T. Bringing it back. Yes.
0: We're responsible for this. You know that, right? Because of all the years that we have talked about Age of Mythology, Bro, we've talked about it on the show. We've talked about it I've in Discord. About...
1: We've talked about, I've talked about, it. about Age of the Empires 2. Talked about Age of Mythology. And we and both of those have been re, uh, remade or are being remade or remastered or whatever. The only one that I'm missing now, Josh, the only one that I'm missing now is Galactic Battlegrounds. Yep. <laughs> Bring me say. some Galactic Battlegrounds and add more content, dude. Because the original Galactic Battlegrounds was only the original trilogy and Phantom Menace. And then back in the deck in those days, we used to get expansions for video games. So. Uh, it, we had the Clone Campaigns expansion, which brought Episode Two shit, and that was it. That was the end of it. Because then, after that, a couple years later, they came out with Empire at War. So we never got anything else for 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 uh, we didn't get any RTS for for Revenge of the Sith or or or, or anything after that. So we need I need a a, a, re- a remade slash remastered Galactic Battlegrounds with added content that it that is revenge of the sith and afterwards because that's the one that's missing that's the one that's missing i you're
3: right
1: we've gotten out we've gotten age of mythology now or we're getting age of mythology we've got age of Vampires. so so galactic battlegrounds is the one that's left but no this is cool man i uh I think one of the first games I ever streamed was was probably Age of Mythology, like, years ago. I want to say, like, years ago, Age of Mythology was one of the first ones that I streamed. It was pretty... It's a fun game, man. I, I remember playing it, like, quite a bit back in the days. But it, it's, it's a fun game, man. And this is cool, man, that, that they're doing this. Like, definitely we're going to be keeping an eye on that. So, for sure, we'll be talking about it on here whenever there's new information because yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good i think but yeah this is awesome i I think it's i think it's such awesome news I'm, I'm very very glad that this is happening because as much as i like the old you know the original it's gonna be really cool to see it like kind of updated and, and all that so very very excited about that.
0: Need to go disable that. What's up? Uh chat. I guess I forgot to turn off a certain thing from forever ago. I need to turn.
1: Oh, I see. Well, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> First, oh, yeah. uh, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, it's off. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, I I'm with you on all everything you just said. Like I, I miss Galactic Battlegrounds as well, but let me tell you the moment I saw this Age of Mythology retold trailer, I watched the trailer I went to DT's Discord and I immediately tagged him and I yep, was like, I remember look that. at this I, was,
1: <laughs> I remember I was looking at the tag and I'm like, what is this and then I saw the title I was like, what? Oh <laughs> shit, dude, that's so cool That's so uh, dope um, Which it's
0: funny, that's happened twice this week, actually than me seeing something and running to Discord to tell you about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. Age of Mythology holds a special place in my heart. Like, I fell in love with that game when I first played it. And the fact that it's getting a remake or a definitive edition or whatever. I guess it's a remake because I've been like that. Yeah. Definitive edition already. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm I, I'm wondering how they're going to do it. Are they going to have new voices and stuff? Um as well cuz that campaign does have some voice acting and stuff. I assume they'll have new recordings and stuff if it's a complete remake, right? Like be interesting to see. I hope I'm I'm
1: going to be yeah, very, very, very interested to see how it looks, how they're going to go with, do with it. Cuz yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool, I think. All right. At least we hope it will be, right? So Mm-hmm. We shall have to wait and see, but but the, but but overall, I think this is exciting ass news. So,
3: I'm I'm happy. I'm happy Hell yeah! It.
0: All right, what's next?
1: Next up, uh, we have a game overview trailer for Evil West. Uh-huh. Let's check this out. Whenever you're ready, Josh. A Little four minute uh video here. Uh, Let's put that up there. All right. Three, two, one, go.
5: Welcome to Evil West. A dark menace consumes the American frontier. Rise up to become a Wild West superhero and eradicate the vampire threat. That's my... In this narrative-driven action adventure, you'll battle through an explosive campaign alone or with a friend. Ooh, co-op.
4: Co-op?
1: oh co-op? I didn't know, I didn't know this game was going to be co-op.
5: Oh, shit. It I didn't, didn't know that either. That
1: this makes me even more excited for this yeah. <laughs> game. I was I was already looking Beasts forward to it, but this is awesome.
5: creatures lurk in the shadows in this twisted vision of the Old West. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. You play as Jesse Rantier. Jesse Rentier. That's, a, that's a, father, that's Rentier. that's a That's a cowboy name. A western Institute. name. My father in his office. Yeah, action on the his last back. line of I love it. between humanity and their unrelenting supernatural forces. Jesse is already a well-trained hunter. Though he can be unpredictable, rebellious, and stubborn. Maybe you'll make it out of this after all. Fortunately, you can always count on your partner Edgar. A retired rentier agent forced back into action as a deadly vampiric conspiracy emerges from the darkness and deals a crippling blow to the Institute. Together, you'll lead the counterattack against these monsters, while Jesse learns to accept his growing responsibilities and become a leader. Explore every corner of the Wild West. From vast oil fields to invested mines, and mighty canyons to shadowy ghost towns as you progress on your journey you'll encounter new friends vital for bolstering your forces against the vampire threat but even more new folks
1: still on your father's leash i say
5: evil west is all about over the top high octane action Fly
4: away, boys.
5: combine and customize all the tools at your disposal to defeat the supernatural hordes with style. Yeah, this looks fucking efficient. awesome. Yeah, this looks fun. As you rebuild the Rentier Institute, you'll unlock a growing arsenal of weapons and equipment. Yeah, let's see what Make kind of, use of weapons of we got. your have. trusty revolver for fast and reliable Yeah, get that six-shooter going to mid-range. With the rifle, you can directly target and hit enemy weak spots for devastating damage. Eyes, nice. bullseye, damn! Need more raw power? You'll want to rent your boomstick.
4: Not
1: <laughs> the boomstick, ego.
5: sawed-off shotgun, ideal for close combat.
1: Whenever you're you're fighting demons or zombies or anything like that, you gotta have a shotgun.
5: Unusual threats require unusual tools. Sometimes a good lightning powered punch is just what you need.
1: Lightning powered. The rentier Tier gauntlet is gauntlet. one of the
5: most advanced okay. technological achievements from the institute wow. research laboratory to date. Jesus Christ. What happened here? There's a lot of deadly tools. To I like tri- how the guns battle. on his
1: back waddle as it's he up moves to you
5: to mix and match these tools combined with melee and ranged attacks to create powerful combos. While dodging, blocking, and parrying your way to victory. Each weapon and tool in your arsenal has its own skill tree, letting you upgrade and customize your playstyle even further. Infuse weapons with the power of lightning, or supercharge your gauntlet to unleash an endless battle. And... Boom. Perfect. Damn. The world of Evil West is full of mysteries to uncover. And. Well, colossal foes to take oh on. No.
2: Whoa,
5: whoa. Become the ultimate vampire hunter. When Evil West releases on consoles and PC.
1: Man, November 22nd fuck dude so here's here's what i have to say about this i was already looking forward to this game since it was announced Mm -hmm. when i thought it was gonna be single player but now that it's co-op dude and we get to see like all the weapons that she get to use i'm i'm so hyped for this dude i can't wait i i am really looking forward to this game man this is gonna be fucking awesome dude this is gonna be this is like totally my my type of game dude i can't wait to play this this is gonna be it's gonna be great, dude. It, yeah, it, everything I've seen from it looks good. I didn't, even, dude. I had, seriously I had no idea it was gonna be co op. Did we know that before, or is this new to this? Because it's I, on their Steam page. I had no idea. You can,
0: I didn't realize it, but it's on their Steam page where it says you can play with up to one friend. I guess. Oh, where'd it okay, go? so, so, right so,
1: so two-player co-op.
0: Yeah, Makes it'll sense. be two-player co-op. Battle alone or with a friend in stylish, gory action combat. Yeah, so oh, it'll be just yeah. just two folks. Okay. Um. Uh, because I know Majin was asking in the chat. We found the answer. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even realize this was going to be co op, which is fucking no, I, awesome.
1: Again, I had no fucking idea, but that is really cool. Yeah, I can't, man, this is, this is going to be dope, dude. I am very look, much looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome.
0: Yep, that's on the wish list. New thing I mean,
1: to shit, ask for I, Christmas, I y'all. It. Right, I already had it on there, but I'm like, this is, I just, yeah, that that looks great, that looks fantastic, Very, uh, really, really good.
0: My, my my lack of glasses leads to me clicking things I don't. Uh,
2: very, very.
3: All
0: right, cool. that's dope as shit. What's next?
3: Absolutely. Next up, we have,
1: uh, some Witcher news. You might say, well. Didn't we just have Witcher news not long ago, Uh, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, CD Projekt Red and all the stuff they have upcoming? Well, guess what? They're also doing a remake of The Witcher, the OG game, the original first one. They are, they just announced it. uh, I believe it was last Wednesday or so uh, that the witcher's remake is being worked on the original game that started it all is being rebuilt from the ground up in unreal engine five. Uh, the game is currently in the early stages of development at Polish studios, full theory where veteran witcher series staff are involved. Uh, and CD project red is providing full creative supervision, uh, the Witcher remake is what you might know by the codename Canis Majoris. It's still early, and they want to ensure that the game is created with the utmost care and attention to detail. Therefore, they're excited to share the news with you that uh, they want everyone to be as patient as as possible as it will be a while before, uh, until they start talking about it in detail. Um, but obviously, this is going to be a pretty big you know, uh, project for them because it was first game that that CD Project Red ever made and it was a big moment for them so going back to that you know it's going to be uh it's going to be you know bigger than it was in the first game that's for sure right because mm-hmm. the first one came out like in 2007 or something and and I played the first one I have to let me let me tell you that game is rough dude <laughs> yeah, I played dude. it a few years back the only reason why I I, I, I played it is because I wanted to follow through the whole story of The Witcher, all three games, but goddamn, that game is rough as shit, bro. That game is so fucking rough, dude. Like, man. Anyway, I'm excited for this because it could be good, man.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Shit, I-, I might even be down to replay it if it looks good enough, you know? Like, fuck it. Or, or I mean, I mean, obviously it will look good enough, but I just, like, I'm just picturing like my head already like how much different it's going to look like because in the recent past couple years recently we've had a lot of remakes and, and remasters and stuff and, and you know it's some games have looked damn near like there are some where it's like The Last of Us right where that one came out in 2013 they remade it and like it's you can tell the differences but like like, that one, for me, didn't really need one. I've mentioned that in the past. Like, I, I feel like it didn't really need a remake, but then there are other games where, like, this game came out in fucking, you know, like the Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3, right? They've been out forever, and they remade them, and they're, like, completely different games and shit. So, yeah, I just... This is one that I feel requires one, though, because, yeah, 2007... It definitely... It's it's kind of in that, like, mid-area of, like, it's not... like. Nowadays is definitely older looking at it. But like 2007 doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but at the same time it was. So I don't know. I just I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm very excited to see how it looks and how it's going to look. I know we're not going to get it for a long time, but that's fine. Like I like for me I've already played the game. So it would be just like replaying it the story and and like, you know, modern uh, times, but yeah, what do you What do you think, Josh, of the Witcher remake? I agree.
0: I agree with you for the most part. Like back when I played it, I just remember being like, "These controls are the worst thing of all time." Something they are terrible, and that's the biggest thing I remember from the original Witcher game. Is like that alone is like, I'm glad they're remaking it. Like not to mention, like the graphics and all that aside. The con- able yeah, well, to play the original Witcher with the actual good controls will make all the difference in the world to playing that fucking game. Yeah,
1: because uh, I know a lot of people that have not played the original one because it's just so dated, like, controls-wise, graphic-wise, everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it it's, it's gonna be like a million times better. Like, in every aspect. So... I'm just excited to see how it's going to look and feel and, and all that. So, yeah. And that's the other thing. You played it when it came out. I did it. I played it like, I want to say maybe four years ago or something like that. So I played it more recently. Whereas Josh played it like when it first came out, right? Is that, yeah. Is that what you said? It's very yeah, early so, when it
0: first came I don't know if it yeah. was like right when it came out, but I definitely, I definitely played it.
1: Played it sooner Comp, than I did. Comp USA sure.
0: was Comp USA was still a thing when I played it. So, you know, because <laughs> that's where I saw the box at. I remember that. Uh, um, but yeah, very exciting. Very cool. I'm glad they're remaking it. Like, you know, we get a lot of remake news on here and it's like for games that just came out and like or, or haven't been out like all that long. Right. Like we've said it. But like yeah. but the Witcher one is like okay, this has been long enough. This one, this the one controls makes sense, yeah. are awful. Trying to replay that old game, and it 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 feels like almost like completely separate from all the newer Witcher games. So I'm glad they're remaking it. It's one that could use a remake. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, pretty fucking dope.
3: All right, all right, DT, what do we got next? Next up. We have a new milestone for Dragon Age Dreadwolf. So they so EA has a like game update for Dragon Age Dreadwolf.
1: Um so what they're saying is uh that they've come a very long way since their last blog post back in February. and The team is incredibly happy to announce a huge step forward in the development of the game uh, that they have just completed their alpha milestone. Up to this point, they've been working hard on various parts of the game, but it's not until the alpha milestone that a game all comes together. Now, for the first time, they can experience the entire game from the opening scenes of the first mission to the very end. They can see hear, feel, and play everything as a cohesive experience. Uh, Obviously, they say they're not finished by any means. Alpha is one of the most important game development milestones for a number of reasons. First and foremost, they can now turn their sights toward bringing the visual fidelity to its final form and iterating on gameplay features. The big question now is where do we focus our efforts? To answer that, we solicit feedback from a number of sources, including our community council members, each have unique perspectives and experiences, our quality verification team, and a sense of internal playtesting. Gathering feedback from multiple resources gives us the greatest insight on where we need to spend more time improving the experience is what the blog says. Additionally, we can now evaluate the game's pacing, how relationships evolve over time, and the player's progression, as well as narrative cohesion, essentially how the story comes together. You can take the story we've written and see if we're expressing it well through the characters, dialogue, cinematics, and ultimately the player's journey. Now that we have the ability to do a complete playthrough, we can iterate and polish on the things that matter most to our fans. Kittying Alpha was a culmination of so much effort from the entire team, and we've used this milestone as an opportunity to come together and to celebrate. They held a hybrid style event with people on site while others remotely joined remotely and the team showcased their work everyone, at Bioware. uh so if you want to read more of that go check it out over on eacom game slash dragon age alpha milestone so what do you think josh about the this uh kind of like pretty open i would say communication uh from from their part, which I think I, I don't know if they've done this before or how many other like studios or, or, or you know, devs do this, but like this is pretty like hey, this is where we're at. I know you guys want to hear more news. I know we haven't had an update since February. This is where we're at. We're in alpha. We can kind of see the vision now. We can see it from start to finish. This is where we want we can kind of focus on 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 getting the good the good stuff down and what you guys want to see. So yeah, what what are your what are your thoughts on this, Josh?
0: I think that it is awesome. First of all, that they are so open with like the community, right? Because it's like, it's one of the things that I I think they were kind of open with the community with the last Dragon Age game, but I don't think it was like this earlier to this extent, right? Like, they. BioWare, I think, really, in EA, too, because they are the ones that own BioWare, really seem to... They really want this one to succeed, right? Like, we've, we've talked about how, like, EA went up there and was like, you guys need to reboot this. They were trying to do... A, I think they were in Dragon Age, they were originally trying to do, like, a live service thing, supposedly, was rumors. And I think EA, of all people, was like, no, don't do that. We're, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna make the fucking story RPG that people want. So I think that's, and this might be part of that. This might not be part of that. Like the whole being open thing. Um, I like that they're being so open with the community. I think what this means, and I I said this in your Discord, is like, I think we'll see a trailer for this at the Game Awards. I really do. Um,
1: That'd be nice. uh,
0: That's my really early prediction of uh, a Dragon Age uh, Game Awards trailer. I would be kind of surprised if we didn't see one. Um, this is their next big game that will be coming. Um, before, and I know they're working on another Mass Effect as well. Which, by the way, in seven, uh, day is next month and it is actually on a Monday. So, we'll be doing a show, we'll have hey. a, a in seven days show, not an in seven day show, but our show will be on in seven days. What I'm trying to say, yeah. Um, uh, so that'll be interesting. We'll see if there's any. I don't think there'll be Mass Effect news because uh, it's still so early. It'd be cool if there was. You never know. You might get a little surprised, but it could happen. Um, But that'll be cool. But, yeah, I really like that they're being open with the community. They know Dragon Age means a lot to a lot of people, myself included. Um, Like, I would love for the original game and, and things to not necessarily get remade but a remaster to to work on on newer systems and maybe a little graphics update and some control updates would be cool um but yeah I'm I'm looking forward to to how the Dragon Age series uh, continues here with uh Dread Wolf I'm a big fan um and yeah this is this is cool and and I feel like a lot of game devs don't talk about when they hit these kind of milestones it's like yeah we're in we we're, we're, we're up in alpha. You can, you can complete the entire game from beginning to end, which is fucking cool, and means that they'll they, you know we're getting there. Like this is massive. Like, you know, we might see this game. Uh, I don't know what the when what the date they have on this is, or if they even have one. No idea. Like Next year, yeah. late like late next year maybe, or the beginning of the year after. Of uh, uh but yeah, it'll but, be, but this
1: but, but it seems like this one's gonna be sooner than some other ones we
0: yeah, I definitely think it'll be a, a twenty twenty three uh release personally. Um but we'll see. You never know how things go and this is this is this is good news. It's good news, guys.
1: Yeah. I yeah yeah, that's that's the biggest takeaway from this. I think is is that it is good news. hmm For sure.
3: All right. Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, right. What do we got next? Next up, we have a
1: new Redfall trailer Uh, that invites us out to a bloody night on the town. So it's called the Into the Night trailer. It is a uh, minute 45. Let's check this out and see what, uh, you know, what it's... Uh,
0: All right, what it's about. You may fire when ready.
1: So, when you're ready, Josh, I'm ready. Uh, okay, let me do a little bit of a countdown then. All right, three, two, one, play (laughs) calm seas and sunny skies.
0: Blood for the blood gun.
1: Bite back. Redfall. Okay, well, how
0: do you feel about this game?
1: So, my thoughts on this game are that. Since it was announced and we saw the first uh, initial trailer uh, thing, stuff that we saw, this game has kind of failed to really impress me, really. Like, I'm not, like, I was hoping this trailer, or I was just curious to see what this trailer looked like because, to be honest with you, so far, I'm not, like, I don't really feel, like, strongly about this game one way or the other. like. Like, I, I don't even know if I want to play it, to be honest. Like, it it, it looks kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say generic,
3: but it just looks like some, like,
1: like some vampire FPS game that, like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. There's nothing about it so far that I'm like, man, that makes me really want to play that, you know? So it's just, you know, it, it's a game, but I don't, yeah, there's nothing really right now that I'm like, man, that's that 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 for me is like something I need to check out or or this particular thing about this game makes me really want to check it out or there's just nothing that that like for me yet that that makes me like you know, even interested. Like right now I'm just kind of like, all right. Until they come out with, with another trailer or like we see some more gameplay of it that like looks Intriguing and exciting to me, I'm kind of just gonna skip out on this one because it doesn't. There, there's really nothing like new that this brings for me personally. Like I just, I don't really. It, in other words, it doesn't work. It does. It's not doing it for me. This game is not doing it for me. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure there's just plenty of people out there that are excited for this, but personally, it's not doing much for me. Like I was hoping that maybe this trailer might might change that, but well, not even hoping but i was just again just curious like what do they got for this new you know new trailer but so far it seems like it's nothing really uh different for me and yeah like i said it's just not doing it for me so far but anyway how do you how do you feel about this one honestly you know, i feel kind about of the it for same a while way.
0: Now. like ever since this game was announced i haven't really been like oh that's interesting i remember when they announced it it was like the last trailer at Maybe it was a Summer Games Fest thing or or something. I can't remember exactly which. Yeah, we we
1: was... we watched so many of those game show stuff that I don't fucking remember. Which I don't remember which it one it was, so then, but saw, I remember being like saw of one down. Them.
0: Yeah, I remember kind of being let down by it. Like, I don't really like the art style that much. They got the big lanky vampires with the big arms, and they float around, and you run around with the guns and have powers and stuff. But it's like. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't grab me. I feel like the enemies are going to be bullet sponges because they're going to use the excuse that they're vampires. They have to be tough.
4: Yeah, You know?
0: And, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it just... It, it may just be one of those games that's not for me. It may be a hit for everybody else, but it's one that's just not for me, you know? Like, that's perfectly possible. Like, it just hasn't grabbed me, like, even from from Go, so... It's a little disappointing that it'll be something that I'm probably not interested in. Like, the only way I would probably be interested in this is if it comes out and it has amazing reviews and it's like, oh, I need to check this out. But I will be honest, I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think it's going to probably be solid B's and C's across... I'm making very bad predictions that I shouldn't be doing right now, but I think it's going to be a solid B and C rating type game that's like, all right, Maybe I'll buy this when it's a $5 sale on Steam in like 2 years or something, you know? Like Yeah. I just don't know. It's I not getcha. getting me.
1: This is not like a Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's like I don't want to say it's not on my radar, but it's like it's just not something that I'm like actively like oh looking forward to or anything, you know what I mean?
0: It's go- like, it's going to be on the game pass. So, oh hey, well.
1: There's that's, if you want to try it, it out without. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. If you want to, you know, try it out without dropping too much. Then there you go. Well, that's you a good pass. thing. At least and there you have it. So not bad, not bad, not bad. All right. All right. Moving on from that, we have one last thing here in the gaming news. Uh, for me, I don't know if you got anything else in here, Josh, but this is I haven't even I'm looked. At. All right. Look like so, the last thing we got here is that EA and Marvel Entertainment announced a multi title collaboration. This is news from, I believe, today. Um, so, yeah, they say today we've announced we will collaborate with Marvel on a long term deal develop at least three new action adventure games that will be available for consoles and pc each of these games will be their own original story set in the marvel universe with the first title in development being a single-player third-person action adventure iron man game which we've we've heard about this one we've, we've known yeah. about this one the iron man game from motive studios we've heard about that uh we've been we've been long time fans of marvel and their impressive leadership so this is a remarkable moment for our developers as well as our players And fans, said Laura Miel, D-O-O, at EA. We look forward to welcoming Marvel into the EA family of creators and know this collaboration will produce exceptional experiences for our players. Can't wait to see players' reactions when they suit up as Iron Man and do the extraordinary things the superhero is known for. At Marvel, we strive to find best-in-class teams who can take our characters on heroic journeys in ways they haven't before. And collaborating with Electronic Arts will help us achieve that Said Jay Ong, Executive Vice President at Marvel Games, "We pride ourselves on being enthusiastic, creative collaborators with developers, so they have the freedom to to create something deeply unique and truly remarkable. Team Emotive is getting started on that with the Iron Man game, and we can't wait for players to learn more for our future. So there you have it. So yeah. not only are they working on the Iron Man." not only are marvel and ea working on the iron man game was you know from motive studios but apparently at least a couple other ones as well maybe like two at least two more probably
0: didn't we and we'd have it wasn't black panther one of the rumors isn't that a thing we talked about previously
1: uh yeah black panther game was was a rumor that we had that we had mentioned that was maybe gonna be a thing yeah could be that um, which be is not to be not to be confused with the Black Panther Captain America game, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I I don't is remember that,
1: everything. Uh, I know that was like officially,
3: um, that was officially announced
1: um somewhere yeah. else as well. That it was it that's the Amy Henning game, yeah, that's being worked on by uh Skydance, I believe, yeah. So that's not to be confused with that one. But uh yeah, so there's I
0: wish, uh, I, wish there's I had so all my previous notes near <laughs> somewhere where I could be like when There's so do we talk much about this <laughs> Yeah,
1: I know right. There's so much like game like so so many games that have been announced that don't even have titles yet that are just like here's what we're working on and this is Marvel and this is Star Wars and this is this and this is that and you know that are going to be coming out. We just don't know when.
3: So yeah but uh where's our x-men game
1: i mean they're doing a uh, fucking what uh, insomniac is doing a wolverine game so at least we're getting that right
0: yeah we are getting that
1: But no, i get you the, like a full proper like full x-men game that that would be dope
0: give me a, like an x-men rpg bro like think about it like you get to be yeah do you get to you play out with whichever X-Man. one you want to be Oh, and I'm not, about, like, I'm not badass. talking about like i'm not talking about like the midnight suns deal not like that i'm talking about like
2: yeah.
3: like
0: a dragon age x-men game where you make your x-men but you're going around re- you join the fucking x mansion right be like, fucking like, shit, like dude. That think be legacy of fucking hogwarts ass. but x-men right you're hanging out with with yeah. uh, charles xavier and all the X Men crew, and you're doing a story, and you're leveling up your character, and you're gaining powers. I'm putting it out in the universe because I want it, right? Like I'm throwing it out there. I'm oh, manifesting. Yeah, Words have power, according to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <So we're> <laughs> good- <laughs> oh
1: God! <laughs> not fu- not that fucking guy, dude. Get the hell, with that shit.
0: Uh, I only said that to rile you up because I thought it was funny. Oh um,
1: my God,
0: dude! But it's Halloween. It's it's it's. It's the day of uh, dark magic and all that, so I'm Spookiness. putting it out there. Ooh. I'm putting it out there. X Men RPG. Fucking horse warmer. Ooh. Ooh. Oh
1: man. I- okay. I- I- uh.
0: Ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: fucking Aaron Rodgers. Go- all
0: right. Fuck it. he goes and <laughs> takes these. He goes and takes hallucinogens, right? And ayahuasca is oh like a plant God. that you like fucking like make tea out of it. <laughs> it's. The- I don't know. That dude's nuts. <laughs> oh,
1: boy. Oh, man. Uh,
0: <laughs> anyway, oh, X-Men shit. RPG where I am meant to make my X-Men hang around the X-Mansion and go on yes. missions and have a story. That's what I want. Yes,
1: that would be cool. Agreed. I, I-, I would love to play that. That sounds And
0: awesome. not, not X-Com style. More Dragon Age style.
3: Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. I want that now.
0: Why do I have to think of that?
1: uh i don't know but, but yeah that sounds pretty pretty dope we should uh we should definitely you got you got to remember that for like whenever we do an episode for like our dream game or whatever you know
0: right
1: anyway that is it for the gaming news though uh, unless you got anything else we there can
0: is nothing the else that i've seen so we can move right on to the television news let me go ahead and transition our screen over
1: all right then the tv news good? it is All right, righty friend so on to the tv news we have some pretty big news honestly the biggest news of the week is here in the tv section we got a lot of tv news this week
2: okay
1: one of the one of the biggest stories is that james gunn and peter Safran are going to be leading dc studios for warner brothers discovery so we've talked about for a while now that dc has kind of been searching uh wondering Uh, who's going to be taking over for them because they have a big shake. They've had a big shakeup, you know, new, new leadership, new management, and, 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 you know, ownership and all that. So look, no more, they have their guys and that's going to be Mr. James Gunn and Peter Safran. They're going to be taking charge here. So they've both been tapped as co chairman and co CEOs of DC studios newly created production entity that will oversee DC properties for Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, They say we're honored to become the stewards of these DC characters we love since we were children. We look forward to collaborating with the most talented writers directors and actors in the world to create uh, an integrated multi-layered universe that still allows for the individual expression of artists involved. Our commitment to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman aquaman Harley quinn and the rest of the dc stable of characters is only equaled by our commitment to the wonder of human possibilities characters represent we're excited to invigorate the theatrical experience around the world as we tell some of the biggest most beautiful and grandest stories ever told we're especially enthusiastic about doing all this with mike pam casey channing and the whole Bros. discovery team and we're grateful to david zaslav whose bold vision for the future Franchise we share allows us for this once in a lifetime opportunity. Most of all, we can't wait to bring you into the story of DCU. So, they will both be overseeing film, TV, and animation at DC Studios. They assume their roles literally tomorrow, on November 1st, is when they begin their new roles. And they will report to Warner Brothers Discovery President, CEO David Zazlab, and will work closely with Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi. Uh, Co-chairpersons of CEO and CEOs of Warner Brothers Film Group, and they're also both expected to continue work outside of their DC stuff. As we know, James Gunn does Marvel, so he you know he's not gonna stop doing Marvel now. But he just he just has bigger responsibilities for DC now. Um. So yeah, uh, obviously James Gunn is no stranger to DC stuff. He's done uh, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And then Safran also has done DC stuff. He's produced Aquaman and as well as uh, the Shazam sequel and the first Shazam. And, uh, yeah. So good, good stuff. I think, I think if you're going to get anybody, I think James Gunn is a pretty good person. He's the one that's had
0: success, right? Like he's the one that's really had success with, uh, and he's got a proven track record, right? Like he is somebody the internet yeah. they, they can trust with these types of IP and stuff. So I think it's a good choice. Um and let's be real, it can't get much worse. So like No. Uh, um But it gives you a little it gives you hope. It gives you hope. Rebellion. Yeah, a no, honestly. Hope. You know, as like- a big
1: <laughs> as a big DC fan, I am very hopeful about this. I'm very excited about this. I love DC. I have always loved DC and I want them to do good. I want them to succeed. I want them to do great. Obviously, we know how good they are on the animation side of things and they have been for years. And in terms of live action movies, some are better than others, but for the most part, I've enjoyed, you know, stuff they've done, but other stuff I'm like, "Well, why does this need to happen and why why, you know, Anyway, forget about all of that. We're in a new era now. And hopefully, this is where things change for the better. Because, yeah, I, I just want DC to succeed succeed, man. Like, I want... Eventually, I want there to be a Justice League movie that's as good as, you know, any of the Avengers movies or any of the Marvel shit that we've gotten. Like, these are characters... That should be having these incredible stories told and and on, on mm-hmm. you know on on in, in film and some have been great, but like I said, there's a lot that haven't. Yeah. So, I uh, yeah it, again, if you're gonna get anybody, I think James Gunn's a good pick. Um, just yeah, as a as a DC fan, things are starting to look up finally. Uh, with with obviously the you know Henry Cavill coming back as Superman is one of my most favorite things of this year so far. I can't wait, dude. Cause, because he, he should have never stopped being Superman. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking over there for years after, you know, they filmed justice league, you know, was it six years ago that they just decided not to do anything else with him for that long, such a huge waste of time and, and missed opportunities. And, and all that, but we don't want to get into that because we could go on about a lot of missed opportunities that they've done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as we're sitting right now, things are looking up. We have Henry back, which we're going to talk about Henry a little bit more later. But um, him back as Superman is one of the best things that could happen. Um, we're going to be getting, you know, all these other. Stories and characters and 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 whatnot of that that we want to see and and that are yeah, should be told and and yeah i'm just i'm just extremely hopeful man i'm 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 very yeah. very excited dude like I, I i can't wait for dc to finally hopefully we hope for them to get to where they should be you know
0: yeah and like, here's the biggest reason i want them to succeed is like don't get me wrong i love batman i love Superman. But man, there's been a lot of them movies, and, yeah. and Marvel is getting to the point where it's like, alright, you've seen Iron Man. Now get ready for Iron Heart, right? You've seen yeah. um, the Hulk. Here's She-Hulk. I want DC to get to the point, okay, you've seen Batman. You've seen Superman. Here's Booster Gold. Guys, God damn it, I want Booster Gold on screen! Alright? Josh right? wants
1: Booster Gold. I'm excited for Blue Beetle. I can't wait for yeah, that. Yeah, Blue that. Beetle's
0: gonna be great. He's... They're, they're kind of yeah. digging into that, and I was sitting there looking, I, I was wait. like, Blue Beetle's supposed to come next year. Does that mean we're going to get a teaser for that? I, I hope
1: so, because they've, so, been, they've been working on that for a while now. So I, Because I they'll, so. they'll throw I teasers
0: wait. out like years ahead of a movie release. So that, That's like, one of my, my most anticipated
1: movies right there, is Blue Beetle. I can't wait. We got a boy Cholo Maridueña playing Jamie Jaime, too, so I, that's going to be good, man. Can't wait. No, but yeah, so, yeah. dude, it's it's exciting for sure
0: yeah of course and everybody should want them to succeed even if you're a marvel guy you should want it to succeed because it's fucking comic books it's superheroes it's a good time like there is no there's an imaginary war among the fans fuck that shit there is no war here we're all fans of the same damn thing really when you think about it it's just two different styles that's all yeah i love both i love
1: both marvel and dc man same
0: stuff. same I want this to, I want it to do well because I love, I love this stuff. I love superhero movies. I have good times with them and I want more variety and more things I can enjoy. I want more reasons to go to the movies and spend my money on something good and not garbage. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, this gives me hope.
1: Moving on, we have, we have a few other, a couple other DC news. Uh, The Arkham Asylum HBO series uh, is going to be having the Staircase creator, Antonio Campos, as the new showrunner. Uh, He will direct and serve as showrunner slash executive producer on the series. Should his version of the show go forward? Uh, Matt Reeves previously said that the originally planned Gotham PD series had kind of evolved into what is now the Arkham Asylum show. Uh, with individual, an individual with knowledge in the situation says that the two are in fact completely separate, and that the Gotham PD series remains in development. Uh, Gotham, P- the Gotham PD show was originally announced in July of 2020. That time, the show was meant to be about the inner workings of the GCPD, set within the same world as the Batman. But in November, uh, there was
3: uh, news that. The writer had left over creative
1: differences. And then Joe Barton was brought on board. But then ultimately, Warner Brothers decided to part ways with him as well. So, in other words, we kind of have a few shows on the Batman-verse. You know, the Matt Reeves, the Batman movie. Robert Pattinson, Batman. We have a couple of spinoff shows in the works for that. One of them is Gotham PD, which who knows if that's still going forward because they've had multiple changes of you know creative differences and and, and people coming in and out and leaving and and, getting you know all that. And then we have this Arkham Asylum one, which now has a new showrunner who also
3: direct uh, and produce. And then we have the Penguin one which we know that one is
1: kind of the most uh, uh it, it's it's the one of the of the 3 so far that is the, the the one that's definitely happening because they Colin Farrell was excited about the scripts and uh that dude's last playing, playing he also <laughs> he does and also we have some casting news for for that as well so that one is definitely definitely happening so uh speaking of which, let's move on to that casting news since we're talking about it. The Penguin sets Kristen Milioti as the female lead, Sophia Falcone. Or Falcone or however you want to say it. You know, people say it different ways. You can say how you want to say it. So she's she's coming to the HBO Max, uh opposite of Colin Farrell for the limited, the D C original limited drama series, The Penguin uh the series expands upon the world matt reeves created for the movie and uh obviously it's going to be based off of the colin farrell character the penguin so Miliati will be playing sophia falcone daughter of carmine falcone who was played by john uh turturro in the film and uh sophia is fighting with the penguin for control of the
3: city So. There you go, some bit of casting news uh, for that.
1: In other HBO DC news, uh, the Green Lantern series uh, shifts its focus and the showrunner is exiting, which makes sense if it's going to be shifting its focus. The showrunner probably created differences, all that. Which seems to happen a lot, you know, with all these shows in in development. Um, So the Green Lantern series, which has been in development since 2019, is undergoing a creative overhaul. DC and Warner and HBO Max have decided they want to go in a different direction for the Green Lantern series, which has been in development since 2019. The focus will shift from Guy Gardner and Alan Scott and will now revolve around Jon Stewart, one of DC's first black superheroes and one of the longest serving Green Lanterns. Additionally, writer-showrunner uh, Seth Graham Smith has opted not to stay with the new project, um, but Berlanti Productions remains attached. So, this show has been, like I said, in development since 2019, for a few years now, and it was originally going to be about Guy Gardner and Alan Scott, but now they're switching focus over to John Stewart. So, what do you, what do you think, Josh? I, I already know what you're gonna say, but let the people know what do you think of this news here.
0: I think it's good that they're switching over to John Stewart. That's my fucking, you know, that's my guy. That's my lantern. Like I know we've talked about that quite a bit, but like the Justice League animated series made me love John Stewart as Green Lantern. It was like the first interaction that I'd ever known John Stewart. Um, so. I think it's a dope that it's uh a a, a a a swap over to to that. That's cool. That's shit. Yeah. My guy.
2: That's pretty dope. Um But yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: I I think it's also it also makes sense to go from uh those two guys to Jon Stewart, like it, it's kinda it is kinda crazy, I think, that since Justice League has been out. They haven't done anything. Live action. With Jon Stewart. Considering we have have like. All these other characters. That.
3: They. Could have done. Or they have done. And like. it not it
1: kind of nuts. That they still haven't done Jon Stewart. Like. You would think that he, he is like, nowadays, I would, I would, I would say he's like the biggest Green Lantern, right?
3: Hmm?
1: Like, like you were saying with, like, with Justice League and all that, like, he's like, he's your Green Lantern, like, and I know that he is for a lot of other people, especially again, especially nowadays, like, there are so many Green Lanterns out there, but it's kind of surprising they haven't done anything with him yet um like live action um so i think it was was only a matter of time and and now to be honest with you i'm a little you know it's it's kind of like damn like they're barely doing it like they feel like it feels like they should have already done something or they would have already done something but they haven't so i think it's overdue that they do something with john stewart
0: absolutely and
1: yeah it makes a whole lot of sense uh, I, I I still think it would be cool to see Guy Gardner, and Alan Scott, and something else because again, if you're gonna make a Green Lantern series, you could still have them in this show anyway. Yeah. But but if you're gonna make a ma- you know the main character be John Stewart, then hell yeah, do it. Let's make it happen. I'm, I'm I've been I actually really like the Green Lanterns and and all the Lantern Corps and, and all the different ones that there are like the Red Lanterns, and the Blue mm-hmm. and the Yellow and all that shit. So I yeah I think it's cool that we're that we're getting you know something green lantern because i think the green lanterns are a pretty cool character like all of them like you know just the, the, the ring and, and and the green lanterns light and, and all that sh- you know the whole everything i think it's all pretty cool so and then you know they got my color scheme how could i not like them They got the green and black so
2: right
1: i yeah so I, I definitely i definitely like the green lanterns um but yeah i, I i'm very curious what what they're gonna do with this um now that we know that Jon Stewart's gonna be a main character, I'm I'm super intrigued about who else is gonna be in it. Like I said, they could still do they could still throw in Guy Gardner and Alan Scott and Hal Jordan yeah. and Kyle Rayner and you know Kilowog and all those other guys, right? Like, so I haven't even I never watched the t- 2011 movie, so I don't the, the Ryan Reynolds one. I never watched that, so I don't know. Like I don't even know what's in that or, or what they do. All I know, all I've heard is that it's a piece of shit. So I I never bothered to watch it. Um, there's like fart clouds or something in the movie. I don't know. I, I I don't need to watch that. But I hope that they now under new leadership with James Gunn and Peter Safran that they're gonna, you know, hopefully make this,
3: you know, into be- a better quality show. So, yeah.
1: Um, next up, we have some Marvel news, a little bit of Marvel news. Uh and that is that we're getting a Vision spin-off series from Marvel Studios starring Paul Bettany, which to me is kind of unexpected because I like I'm very curious where they're going to take this character like 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 where where are we going to be at? But let's go ahead and and, and check this out, right? So there's a, this is gonna be the second one division spin Obviously, the first one is Agatha, uh, you know, the, the Agatha one, which I forget what the name of is is it now because they've changed it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, they changed it, didn't they?
2: I don't
1: House of ha- House of Harkness. That's that's what it is. That's it. I was trying to remember if it was like anyway. I couldn't remember, but yeah, Agatha House of Harkness is the first spin off. This is gonna be the second one. Uh, titled Vision Quest. The the potential series which is opening a writer's room next week will be about the vision trying to regain his memory and humanity. Uh, while the focus is on the vision, there was a possibility for Wanda Maximoff Elizabeth Olsen to appear. Obviously, you know, obviously that makes sense. Uh, so WandaVision is overseen by or vision quest is overseen by WandaVision creator. Writer and executive producer, uh, Jack Schaefer. Uh, the new spinoff is unofficially referred to by some as the White Vision Project after the most recent on-screen version of the character introduced in the end of episode eight of WandaVision. The White Vision was created by S.W.O.R.D. by rebuilding and reactivating Vision's body and sent on a mission to destroy her Wanda and her additional vision. Um, So, so Bettany has been kind of, you know, a little not so open about reprising the role after WandaVision because, you know, to me it made sense for there to be like, all right, that's, you know, kind of a good point for that to, to, to stop, right? Like it was a good culmination, but I felt like, but apparently they're going to be moving forward with this. And,
3: uh, yeah, I just,
1: uh, we'll see, we'll see what phase this, this, uh, is going to be a part of and all of that. Cause you know, no idea, man, no idea, but yeah. So the, the, the show is probably going to be called vision quest. So what do you think, Josh?
0: I think that I actually really hate the title Vision Quest <laughs> for the name of the show. It's so <laughs> corny. I don't like it. Um so I kind of hope they look at that and change it. I don't I'm not crazy over the title, but um
1: well, it wouldn't be the first time they changed it like I said. They yeah, it, exactly. Like, Agatha.
0: I I don't like Vision Quest as a title. It's super corny, which is fine. Hey, it's a comic thing. Comics are corny sometimes, but I I I don't like it. Um, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I wonder where it'll fit in with everything else. Uh, they when WandaVision ended, it kind of left a little bit of like, where did this character go, and what are they gonna do with him? And it's been kind of quiet, like you know. So, I, it's cool that they're gonna do something with him. Uh, yeah, I don't have a ton of thoughts on it to be honest. I thought, I thought eventually he might show up in like some other series. That wasn't his own series. I wasn't expecting him to have his own series, but I guess he's getting his own series now. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I wasn't expecting it either. I think, like, I, I, I guess people who know are more knowledgeable about the comics side of stuff would probably expect this, but I, for me, I was like, yeah, the, the end of him, what happened at the end of WandaVision seemed like a good culmination for, for me, at least. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I really have no idea what, what to expect from this, so it's going to be all new and, and, and interesting, I think. Because I don't know what to expect.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't know shit about white vision. I'll be honest, I didn't even know much about vision when we first originally got vision in a in a thing, so... Uh, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh...
3: Um
1: cool so that's vi- that's news on vision quest now we, we have it- some more
0: we should call it vishan <laughs> come on vishan,
1: bro <laughs> we have a vishan of uh, uh on this uh you know what to do <laughs> on this show right here anyway uh
3: more more we have more marvel
1: news and that is that uh yaha yaya abdul mateen the second will is going to be playing wonder man for marvel over on disney plus so yaya abdul mateen the second has been uh doing a lot of stuff recently he was uh he he already is on dc as black manta he was he was also in the Candyman remake uh So now it looks like he'll be playing the character Simon Williams, who is Wonder Man, the son of the industrialist Sanford Williams. Uh, So Wonder Man was first introduced in the Marvel Comics in 1964 uh, in the Avengers number nine comic book created by Stan Lee, Don Heck, and Jack Kirby. So a little bit of backstory on his character uh, for everyone out there is that, uh, again, he's, his name is Simon Williams, son of the industrialist Sanford Williams, and he assumes control of his munitions following, uh, his, following his passing. Seeing uh, its success limited when it comes into competition with Tony Stark's Stark Industries, the younger Williams gains ion-based superpowers, including super strength while working under the villainous Baron Zemo and establishing himself as an antagonist to the Avengers although he later decides to become part of that same superhero team. So there you go. So live-action Wonder Man series was first announced as entering development in June with Shang-Chi, Helmer, Destin, Daniel Cretton, and Hawkeye co-producer Andrew Guest both announcing their involvement. Cretton will direct and executive produce uh, with guest starring or with guest serving as head writer. and this show will also see the return of Ben Kingsley's Treva Trevor Slattery okay. uh, you know the supervillain turned good guy who also that's is the fake man the fake uh Mandarin yep Morris so yeah we there there it is we have well, we have our wonder man now. i don't know
0: shit about wonder man other than what you just read so that's interesting i find it interesting that uh, yaya is going to be in this cuz he's he's he was also in the watchmen show the the
1: the homie yeah. loves comic stuff apparently so he, he's in the bu- yeah, he's in a bunch of you know this type of stuff man like I said he was in he's he's Black Manta over in DC for the Aquaman mm-hmm. stuff and he was the new Candyman and and you know amongst other things he was in Black Mirror and and yeah man he's doing doing a lot of stuff man he's he's a he's a hot commodity right now acting wise.
3: So pretty soon cool. he'll be John I,
0: Stewart, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> he's put him in all the comic things, dude.
1: You know that is that is something we didn't talk about. Like who who would you want to see as John Stewart?
0: I have no idea. I <laughs> only said and, him because we like, popped him into the news for right here, you know. <laughs> but i really yeah, but like
1: but much. but he but like I say, he's already Black Manta, but dude. Now I'm kind of thinking about like who would be a good fucking John Stewart because you kind of want like John Stewart at least in the in the Justice League series was kind of not really like a like a young dude but he wasn't like super old either he was what would you say he was like in his thirties forties maybe John Stewart
0: I don't even know because he ages right like there's a point where he gets older uh, I don't I don't
1: know. So I'm trying to think of, like, somebody that could play him, but I don't even know, dude. Like, my first like first person that came to my mind was, like, John Boyega, but he's, like, too young, I feel like, to play uh, yeah. John
0: Stewart. And I feel like Boyega needs, like... I feel like Stewart, John Stewart, has, like, a a, a grizzled kind of feeling to him that Boyega that doesn't Boyega necessarily doesn't... have. I feel like yeah. Yaya has it, right? Like, um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you cast.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good question. We didn't even talk about it when we were talking about the Green Lantern stuff. I'm like, I'm like, who would be, who would be, who would actually be a, a fucking like, a, a good Jon Stewart? Like, who would be a a good one? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm off the top of my head. I I, I don't know if I can think of.
3: Uh, I can't think of anybody.
1: Think of somebody, man.
3: I was like, who would be a good, good one? I don't know. You might get lucky, just finding an unknown. Yeah. Could be. Could happen. Could happen. What do we got next, bud? All right. Next up, we have uh some 1923
1: news, which is the Yellowstone prequel. So Tyler Taylor Sheridan's. Yellowstone prequel gets a premiere date on Paramount Plus. Uh, so it will debut on Sunday, December 18th on Paramount Plus in the US and Canada and will premiere on the following day, Monday, December 19th, on Paramount Plus in the UK and Australia. Uh, dates for other international markets will be announced at a later date, but over here in the States, it's coming out on Sunday, December 18th uh obviously we are going to have Harrison Ford in it, Helen Mirren, uh you know, bunch of other people you know playing characters and uh the continued story <laughs> those two names
0: alone is like yeah, I'm going to watch this, you know. It's got Harrison yeah, right? Ford and Helen Mirren and I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I mean
1: dude, I I really want to finish fucking Nineteen uh, or eighteen ninety nine or what is it called? Fucking, I don't even remember the Western <laughs> one. Is it I don't remember. But the Western,
0: wa- maybe that's it. <laughs> the Western
1: that we watched, at the prequel was really good. We only, I only watched like two episodes. Eighteen eighty three. Damn it. Eighteen eighty three. So eighteen eighty three was fucking awesome. I really want to want to you know finish that and then shit, we, we might even fi- I might even finish that but before this comes out and we can go straight into this other one, dude. Like fuck we should
0: it. Do- we should definitely do that.
1: And that would be cool, because it would go you go 1883, 1923, and then you'll move on to Yellowstone, so that'd be good. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if this show is going to be any anywhere near as good as fucking what I've seen for 1883, then I'm all aboard, man. The cast already seems awesome, so... I'm about it. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, We have some... An- another one of the big news pieces that dropped this week uh let's go ahead and talk about that uh this is this is the big one had a lot of people talking uh i know we have some thoughts on this and that is that uh henry cavill is going to be exiting the witcher series uh following season 3 so for season 4 he will be recast uh, as Gerald of Rivia and they're going to be replacing him with Liam Hemsworth. Uh, so it's been renewed for a fourth season by Netflix uh, but Henry Cavill was like, thanks but no thanks. I'm out. Peace. See ya. Uh, he revealed they revealed it on their social media and and Cavill also did it on his Instagram and whatnot and The message that he said on Instagram was, My journey as Geralt of Rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures. And alas, I'll be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four, Cavill said in a statement on Instagram. In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Geralt uh, and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this character has such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. So, Josh, I don't think I've really talked to you about your thoughts uh on this, which is good because we can talk about it here now. So, what do you uh what have you to say because I'll 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 talk about what I have to say after you, um, if you want, so go for it.
0: Man, I can't believe Netflix canceled The Witcher after season three, huh? How weird! <laughs> yeah, pretty much, huh? <laughs> uh, because I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking watch it once Cavill's gone. I'm sorry, like they have, to me, they have ruined that show. We, we've talked about it, like they, they don't give a fuck about the source material, the game or the games, either one. Um, they made that abundantly clear with some of the choices they made and in Season 2, and the fact that the news came out that they fucking mock both the books and the game. So, yep, um, which to me is so fucking stupid because you obviously cannot do better than either one. That's how bad your writing is on this show, guys. So go mock something that is terrible than you are, not something that's actually ten times better than you are, in my humble opinion. Straight up straight up um it is it is it is why would you even choose to make the witcher if you want to tell your own story if you want to tell your own story go make your own television series don't grab on something with name recognition and then change a bunch of shit about it and in fact mock its original source material and its own video game which are so much better than anything you've come up with fucking yet are you yeah. that arrogant and have that much Not- fucking ego
1: not only are they doing that, but it, what they're doing is so much worse than what has, like, so, so, so Josh and I, uh, so Josh said what he had to say. I, I'll, I'll speak I on it a little bit so you, so, you, so, you can take, so you can take a breather. If you guys have been watching our, our, pod, our show, our podcast, you've been listening or watching to what we've, you know, our episodes, you know that over the past couple years, uh, whenever there has been a uh new season of the witcher we have done an episode on said you know both season 1 and season 2 most recently season 2 obviously um
3: and we have
1: not been the biggest fans of the show we, we've, we we literally say it in the podcast like of the episode that like there are definitely like for us for us the show has not been anywhere near as good or we have not enjoyed it anywhere near as much as every as other people have so if you go watch literally episode 100 is the witcher season two for, for us for our for our podcast if you go check out our playlist find episode 100 you can hear our thoughts on the witcher season two for us we have not been the biggest fans of this show like i i will say that for me like i try not to compare it to the games but it's really 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 like tough for me to do that because the games are like so much fucking better than the than the show, like the show I thought season two was just like I, it was like kind of I don't want to say barely watchable, but it was like it just did not grab my attention at all uh, there was a lot that I and go go watch go go listen to that podcast, like I said, I don't wanna repeat myself on that go, go go go,' listen to that, you can hear our thoughts, but for me, from the beginning, this show has never been like I thought season one was fine, but then it it's gotten like downhill from from then on. And now it looks like it's getting even more downhill because for for a show like this, where I wasn't, like, the only thing that kind of kept me here was Henry himself because of how Mm -hmm. good he was as his character and in this show. For him to, like, now leave, first of all, makes so much sense to me because, again, we've kind of talked about for how he doesn't really like his one condition to continue doing this show for their full plan of seven seasons was that they would honor the the work of the author and continue to and you know and tell great stories and whatnot and they've like you know a, a, a former producer of the show said that the writers actively disliked the books and the
3: games. Like I, I,
1: it just, it doesn't make sense to me much like Josh. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna work on a show like this, that's the Witcher, which is, you know, quite, quite beloved. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, are excited to see Visions of, uh, you know, the game or the books or whatever, and you don't even like stick to either one and you just do your own fucking thing and and you make it worse than any of that. Like, I don't get that, dude. I don't get that at all. So, honestly, to me, it makes a lot of sense for Henry to be like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here because he doesn't like what they're doing with the show. A lot of other people, such as uh, you know, Josh and I don't like what they're doing with the show. And he and he now has he's he's returning to DC to play Superman. So I think the combination of both of these things of him uh you know taking a bigger responsibility with uh portraying Clark Kent and Superman again, combined with his dislike of how they've been managing the show and the character and, and, and the source material. There's good enough reason for him to be like, I'm out of here, dude, because this is just not what I thought it was going to be. And, and, and you got people working on this show that just are not respecting the, the source material of either the games or the books. So for me, I see this as not a huge loss because, first of all, I didn't even like the show that much to begin with. So I would much rather, if, if this is the cost of Henry returning as Superman, I would kill this show 10 times out of 10 to have him back as Superman. Okay, I will tell you that right now. 10 times out of 10, there is not one time that I would rather have him stay on this crappy ass show than to have him come back as Superman. And no disrespect to Liam Hemsworth, but I'm going to be a little disrespectful. I apologize, but you are a downgrade, sir, uh, <laughs> to, to Henry Cavill. I, I'm sorry. I, it is, he, it's not your fault. Is. It's not your fault. He is. It's not your yeah. fault, Liam. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I, I don't even mean to be that disrespectful. It's not your fault. But, like, I just, this is, this is Netflix's fault, or the, or the showrunners, or whoever, whoever made this decision. It's their fault. And it's the fault of the people for not following the source material. That's whose fault it is. Mm-hmm. Because how do you like, let it get to this point? Like this show could have, could have had so much potential could have been so good. And yet here we are with Henry leaving after season three. And then season four, you get Liam Hemsworth coming in and like, how, how, I don't know, dude, it's just, it's going to be weird, dude. It's gonna be weird just being like season three, and then season four. They're gonna have you know him. You have Liam Hemsworth coming in. And be like, is this the same guy? Is 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 this? Oh, it oh Gerald. Oh, it is the same guy. Oh, okay, cool. But much
3: like you, Josh, I am
1: also probably gonna check out season three, and then that's it. I'm done with the show because again not even a big fan of the show to begin with so for me this isn't even a big a big like i'm not like mad or sad or devastated like other people have seen on the internet you know which you know fair enough to those people if you've enjoyed the show and 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 you know you liked the stuff that they've shown i mean more power to you i have not so this to me is whatever i don't you know if if it was a better show it would be, it would. I think it would be a bit, uh, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a bummer for me. But since it's, since I haven't really been enjoying it as much, I don't really care, dude. So that's my thoughts on this. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: My only other thing yeah, is that yeah. I don't want to help support creators that mock the original. Like you took this thing and are now gonna mock it because you took it and are making your own thing with it. Like I don't want to support creators that do that. You should be respectful of the thing that gave you all the power to do this story and you chose, you choose to laugh at it and mock it and make fun of it. Like, yeah, I don't want to help support you. I think you're pathetic and sad. That's what I think. So no, I'm not going to help support it. Like, like that. Like Henry is the only thing that keep me watching the show. Cause he's one of us. He's a nerd. Um, he was, so, he was by he far the
1: best thing, the best thing in the show. And now that he's mm-hmm. leaving, it's like, what is, what else is there to keep, keep us here? like, at least that's the way I feel Exactly. It. But anyway. I'm the
0: same. I am the same. I am also dropping frames. I don't know why. Sorry, guys. Um. All right. Yeah, let's... Enough of the hate. Let's move on to something else because, like, let's just be real. Like, freedom to Henry. Uh, it go make... Freedom. Because
1: fuck the Good Witcher. news. Yeah.
0: Show. Like the Witcher. The show. The
3: creators, really. Uh, all right. Moving what on.
0: Lucy. Hi, Lucy.
1: Moving on, uh we have friday we have a Friday the thirteenth prequel series in the works at Peacock from Brian Fuller, and it's gonna be called Crystal Lake uh so just in time for Halloween, Peacock has announced that it has gone straight to series on Crystal Lake, a prequel drama based on the hit horror movie franchise Friday the Thirteenth so Brian Fuller. Uh, the creator behind such shows as American Gods and Star Trek Discovery will write, showrun, and executive produce the series, which will be produced by A24, the studio known for buzzy movies such as Everything Everywhere All at Once and X Pearl, among other things. Uh, so it's not the first time that this uh, these movies have birthday TV series. Uh, as well as novels and video games and a bunch of other things you know, in pop culture. Um, so the IP rights were kind of in a bit of a, a tangle uh, there as it moved from uh paramount to new line and became an eight year long copyright dispute. Uh, it even killed the now, game. <laughs> yep. And now it's over here at Peacock with, Crystal Lake. So that seems to be the new thing that this IP is doing. So I know Josh that out of the both of us, you're definitely the bigger Friday the Thirteenth guy here. I was always more of a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of. I was always more Freddy Krueger. I, you all that shit. Jason I Borges, love Jason Voorhees, right? So, so what do you think of a prequel series, Crystal Lake?
0: Could be interesting. Um, the uh, the the A twenty four being attached just makes it a lot more interesting. Um, yeah. Uh
5: but yeah, is really good.
0: It's I think it'll be interesting to, to to see what they do. And like it's funny that there's getting more of these like kind of horror things and turning them into T V show dealios, the series is, because like Chucky has a series. Um yeah. by all accounts is actually seems to be really good. Um I haven't, I haven't seen it but I want to check it out. It, yeah. But from what I've heard, it seems to be good. Apparently they curse on fucking on cable television, uh, apparently. <laughs> um, because there were some, everybody knows I'm a wrestling fan, right? Well, they had Liv Morgan always wanted to, 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 to be in like something with Chucky. They put her in this in this TV show, apparently. Oh, wow. and some of the, some of the people that were watching it. Cause I was just looking in like, uh, I was looking in the wrestling thread on Reddit. Cause wrestling comes on. Right. And like before that, I think Chucky was on and um, they're like, Hey, Liv Morgan's in this. It's like what the hell? They're using the F word in this show on TV? Like what? <laughs> like people were confused. So I've heard that's good. Um I'll check this out. Like, um I I haven't really watched a lot on the on the old Peacock, but um yeah, apparently, uh Apparently if you want to go to Crystal Lake, you can get it on the old peacock.
1: There you go. <laughs> that's where it's gonna be at. So, oh, yeah. All right. That is our TV news for this week.
0: That is the TV news.
1: So, if you want to switch on gears over to the movie news, we only have a we couple have of things here.
0: Switch gear like, gears. they
1: like, really, we'll be done with this, like, real quick because it's only, like, two things I got here. There wasn't a lot of movie news this week. So, you know, we'll be
3: done with that here real soon. So when you're All ready, right. just let me know. Um, we're ready. Sorry. We are good to go. We have swapped. All right. So
1: the movie news, we're here. We're ready. Uh, first thing is that remember last week we talked about there being a new Star Wars movie in the works? Uh, with Damien uh or Damon Lindelof. Uh so there is a secret writer's room and apparently this movie is going to be taking place after the rise of Skywalker. So after the sequel, so it'll be in the future, not in the past as we have most other things. So Justin Britt Gibson is going to be writing the script with Lindelof and it, they may potentially bring back some of the characters from the sequels in this Who knows. Uh, Last week, we talked about uh, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, who directed two episodes of Miss Marvel, was going to be on board uh, this as well. Uh, but this project has been in the works for months. Uh, they have a group of writers working on this story, this, this movie. Uh, Lindelof, Justin Britt Gibson, uh, they're going to be writing this one here, like I said. Um, and obviously they're going to have, uh, other people present, like Dave Filoni, who was apparently, uh, present in, in, uh, these writer room meetings and, 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 and whatnot. Uh, And uh, they apparently started getting this writer room together after Star Wars Celebration, where they held a two-week session in July, uh, where Patrick Somerville worked on uh, uh, a few things uh, with with Lindelof, such as Leftovers, and then Station Eleven. Raina McClendon, a consulting producer on on the Obi Wan Kenobi series. And writer on the company's upcoming Willow series, Andy Greenwald, creator of the 2019 Rosario Dawson crime drama *Briar Patch*, among a couple other writers were there. Uh, Dave Filoni, obviously, you know, very knowledgeable on Star Wars, is there to probably probably just to answer any questions they have, of like you know, things Star Wars related. Um, sources say that this movie project is intended as a standalone, but. It's success could lead to other movies. Uh, that plan goes against the, greater, against the grain of earlier Lucasfilm production uh, or development processes, which saw the company try to come up with trilogies. Now the studio seems to focus on standalones. Uh, and they also say the story would take place after the events of 2019's The Rise of Skywalker, although it would not be a continuation of the Skywalker saga. So although, in other words for people out there listening and wondering this is going to be timeline wise after the sequels but it's not focusing on anybody or, or or it's not focusing as a continuation of the Skywalker saga it's going to as as this article says it's more of a one-off or or not really a one-off but it's a standalone so if it does well they can do more but they that's not their intention going into it right which that was kind of some of their mistakes in the past, right? They've tried to like, and not just for star Wars, but for other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, franchises, they've like, remember power Rangers who try to make like fucking how many movies of those like seven or I don't know how many they try to do. I, that's just the number I made up. I don't know how many they wanted to do, but I have no, idea. remember they they want to do a bunch and they only did one. Like, I think it's good when, when you focus on making one movie and make that one movie good. And then, go from there
0: yeah we've talked about this before like we're, everybody ha- everything's got to be a franchise and a billion sequels yeah right? we've talked about
1: it yeah yeah unless it's unless you're doing like a trilogy which you know you have to plan out already from the beginning then if you're just yeah if you're doing the one movie kind of deal yeah just focus on that make it good if it does well then you go from there but that seems to be the plan though so after after the sequels after the rise of Skywalker not a continuation of the Skywalker saga However, some of the characters from the sequels could appear, which would make sense. And honestly, I would like to see some of the characters from the from those movies return. But uh, yeah, we uh, there's been a lot of Star Wars movie news lately. Obviously, with Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, or yeah, Rogue Squadron, kind of put off in the, into the back burner, which is disappointing. But you know, we still have Kevin Feige's movie. Who knows when that's coming out? uh taika waititi's doing his movie and we don't and that's the thing we have all these movies and we don't know no like jack shit about like any of these man so we shall see but what do you what do you think about this particular movie the news that we've gotten on this one josh
0: um i think it's cool it's good to start hearing about more um star wars movies happening we've we've, we've it's been quiet for a while right like we've got yeah. video game and television news and stuff but not a whole lot on any movies which you know as much as i love the video game and television parts i love going to the movies and seeing the opening crawl i remember when force awakens fucking released and i went to the movies and i saw the opening crawl and it just fucking hit me right like and i remember the feelings of going to see you know, Rogue One on the on the in the big screens, and seeing that goddamn them hammerheads show up, and I about lost my goddamn mind on the big screen, yeah. and and got chills and wanted to cry. That was how happy I was to see those on the big screen. So it's cool to be Something hearing about like it, movies again, like and hearing the th- the fucking theme and all that, and with the fucking blasting sound. Like, come on, man! Like, I love I love the movies. Now the sequels, the sequel series wasn't. You know, definitely not my favorite. Got a lot of hangups with it. We talked about it uh, in Discord a billion times. Um, And I'm fine with like a time jump. I'm fine with getting away from some of those old characters if they want to. If they were going to bring you back anybody, I'd be like, bring back Chewbacca. All right. Bring (laughs) back Chewbacca. Like, because it makes sense. Think about it. Like, he can live a very long time. He he
1: could go on for, yeah, he could still go on. He can live for a very
0: long time. And Chewie's still pretty young. Yeah. He... And Chewie's kind of uh, spoilers. He's kind of lost everybody a little bit that he was kind of connected to. So, you know, let him let him help mentor a new group of uh, heroes. I, I am. I'm fine with that, you know, like and I'm fine with some of the old characters showing up as long as it's not to the right, the wrongs of the sequels like, hey, guys, remember, remember how you wanted Finn and Poe to have a, the ultimate romance, you know, in, oh, in the I sequels? I mean, what if they show, If they did that in this movie and they showed up for a camp? I wouldn't like that because it's like, here you're going to, like, we're going to right the wrongs of these old movies in this new movie. I don't want that. I want the story to be focused on, on the, new, the new characters, the new heroes. I'm glad they're kind of getting away from the Skywalker thing. Like, I love those old characters, and I love the Skywalkers and the Solos and, and the Calrissians and all those characters from the old series. But Star Wars is a huge galaxy. And we're just focused on a tiny little part of it i want and, and i want to see the rest of the galaxy open my eyes to the rest of the galaxy all right that's what i want out of a new movie i don't know if you feel this kind of same i know you said you're okay with some characters coming back i if yeah, they I'm do okay come back, back i don't want them to uh... do it just to fix old mistakes that they made i would no, hate. No,
1: i mean well they did they did that for the rise of skywalker right they're like all right mm-hmm you know, we don't like episode eight, so we're going to do our own thing and make it a sequel to episode seven, which then just turns everything into one giant mess. Uh, And we've talked about a lot on here, how much, you know, how, how we feel about the sequel trilogy. So I don't want to really get too into that, but there are some things that I do like from the sequels. And if I were like, if I were to continue that story from there, I would want to see Ray and Finn continuing the Jedi and hair training him and getting a new, like, you know, academy and and all that shit and actually get to see, like, Jedi again, not just, oh, here's another thing and, oh, it's going to go down again because we're just going to repeat the same bullshit over and over again like actually rebuild the Jedi, like for good this time, you know, like none of this other repeat bullshit that we've seen in the past of them, you know, getting betrayed by a Skywalker and them going down and, and, you know, fucking, you know, all that other nonsense that we've seen in the past. And, and, and yeah, I just like, I, I have some ideas of where, 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 where it could go of, of what, what they could do. But if we're, if if they're gonna like what you said, if they're just gonna bring in like Poe and Finn for like a stupid cameo that makes no goddamn sense, I'd rather they, those characters not even be involved at all if they're just gonna do that. That's
5: what I'm afraid of when they say bring They need back to be. Characters.
1: Well, it's they well the thing is like they could, but they don't they don't necessarily have to be. You know. Um Yeah. But honestly, yeah, I mean, if they're if they're gonna do that, then I'd rather them just focus on completely new characters anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, I don't mind if they bring back certain ones depending on what stories are told. It just depends on what's going to be told. But hey, I'd be fine with a brand new like like what does the galaxy look like after episode 9? Like cuz obviously like one of the big things I think is the emperor is defeated again, right? But like
0: until the opening crawl of this one says Palpatine would somehow How, Palpatine so, return. Somehow again.
1: again. Somehow again. This old That's what crusty I, was ass,
0: I was like raisin oh God.
1: fucking skin old bastard is older than shit and he's still alive. No. Uh I, I we, we don't really know what the galaxy looks like after that because yes, Palpatine's dead, hopefully for real this time which I don't even think he should have ever came back in the first place, but that's a nope. whole other topic.
0: That's a whole other thing. Yeah,
1: he, He's dead now, hopefully for real. And then like the first, you would assume that the first order is going to be still around. Right. Cause like they, def- or the final order, whatever the hell they're called now, because we saw some star destroyers and shit go down at the end of that movie. But like, There's still gotta be, like, pockets of First Order, Final Order dudes out there somewhere. Like, it's it's the same shit again with the Empire. Like, you destroy the Death Star and you kill Palpatine, supposedly, but there's still pockets of Imperials out there, you know? So it's gotta be the same fucking thing all over again. Like, there's still gonna be pockets of First Order somewhere out there, even though they have no leadership. Probably gonna try to, you know, it's the same fucking shit over and over again. That's why...
0: It really it just, depends on I how fucking, far in the future we man. go. Like, I don't know how far they're talking. That's true.
1: That also, that also is true. They could go like a hundred years into the future, which wouldn't that be nuts if they go like that yeah. far into the future?
0: The only thing that makes it makes me think it wouldn't be that is like because there's like we might bring back some other characters, but like
4: yeah,
1: it,
0: but it but it could easily be aliens that live very long times, right? So like it, that doesn't yeah. mean so yeah, that's kind of what I would rather they they did because I would like a little time jump. Let's get some space from that old thing and. Do our own thing, you know, type of deal. Yeah. I'd be fine with that.
1: I'm just, yeah, the biggest question for me is what does the galaxy look like at that point? Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, like, where we're, like, where, wherever they're going in the future, what does that look like? You know? So that's the biggest question for me. What does it look like? Who are we going to have involved? What's the story we're telling here? Anyway, we won't find out about this for a while, I assume. So it's all just speculation at this point. Uh, we can move on though to the last piece of movie news we have here, which is Venom Three has a new director to direct the Tom Hardy movie. Kelly Marcel is set to direct Venom Three. Um, so Kelly Marcel has previously previously worked on such things as uh she's she's primarily known as a writer is what she's really known as she's acted in a few things as well but she's primarily a writer so she's written stuff
3: like uh uh
1: the previous two venom movies saving mr banks cruella and Fifty Shades of Grey. It's kind of stuff she's worked on.
3: Now she's going to be making the jump to the director's chair uh, for the third one. Uh, She's also going to be
1: uh, writing with Tom Hardy for this next one and produce... Uh, so she so she's gonna be doing a lot of duties. She's gonna be writing, producing, and directing this next movie. Uh, and plot details are kind of unknown right now, but and and we don't know what is gonna be going on in the third. But I haven't even seen the. I to be honest, I haven't even seen the second movie yet. Um, I probably I should just to kind of just to see what's you know going on with that because I know it connects to the MCU in, in, in some ways um so i should probably check it out just for that but um yeah i haven't seen the second one yet but working on the third one the venom universe and uh the first the first two movies were directed by Ruben fleischer and now or the Ruben fleischer directed the first one andy circus did the second one but uh Marcel is going to be doing the third one and she's been there since the beginning because like i said she wrote the other ones so uh, shall see where it
3: goes. But That is all
1: news we have for this week. Uh, yeah, that's, that's going to do right, it for, a week for, for the news.
0: We will take a break, get up, stretch the legs, go to the restroom, get drinks if you need to. We'll be right back after this. We'll be d- diving into Tales of the Jedi, and uh, yeah. and we'll spend some time on that. So we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Be right back.
4: Be
3: right back. All right,
0: everybody. We are back. Happy Halloween to you. If you're joining us for the first time, I hope you're all having fun. We're all dressed up. We got our costumes on. I gotta put my I gotta yeah. put my hood up. My Happy hood up.
1: Halloween, everyone. Mm-
0: Happy Halloween. I've <laughs> been
1: having <laughs> hey, there you go. Hope mm-hmm. you've all been having a good spooky weekend or good Halloween day as well. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's good good stuff. We uh are now in the second part of our sh- of this episode. We are. And obviously if you clicked on the title of this, you know what it is. We're doing Star Wars Tales of the Jedi going to be talking about all six episodes of this series as of right now, because I definitely hope they do more in the future, and I want them to do more episodes, and I want them to be longer, but that's a whole other, you know, we're here to talk about what we do have right now, which is the first six episodes, and we're just going to, yeah, talk about, uh, you know, if we... You know what we'll, 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 we'll we thought we're gonna share our thoughts as we always do with everything so let's yeah. go ahead and do that let me put these glasses back on because you guys got another look without without him on so there you go you're welcome anyway so star wars Tales of the Jedi we're big star wars fans around here if you know if you you if you know if you know us you know that uh if you're new watching this welcome we are big fans of Tales of the Jedi. And, or or Star Wars, and I guess I just gave away that I'm a big fan of Tales of the Jedi, so I definitely <laughs> liked it. I really enjoyed it. Josh, did you did you like Tales of the Jedi?
0: <laughs> I I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm gonna, we're gonna get into why I thought it was great as well when when we get okay. to talking about it. So
1: um, excellent, excellent. I I loved it as well. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, my I'll tell you right now, the biggest complaints that I had is that. They're too short, and it's only six. That's it. Cause I want more. Uh, although <laughs> when we get to some other certain episodes, I'll get into what I what we, we think, think for sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, so there was six of them. They were all under 20 minutes long. Uh, we focused on two Jedi, three episodes each. We have Sokotano was one, and then we have uh, Dooku as the other so we follow them throughout various stages of their lives and yeah so first episode we'll just get into it right away is called life and death um i saw this episode back in may at star wars celebration uh i was at the tales of the jedi panel you can go check out the um the star wars celebration episode that we did earlier this year back in may when when i went to that i have pictures and videos and all that stuff we did a podcast experience.
0: episode on it yeah really we yeah, went through all... the photos and looked at it. it was awesome
1: yeah i i i forget which number it was but you look at the playlist and you'll find it it's star wars celebration anaheim 2022 uh it was fantastic i love going to celebration when i can and yeah it was a good time but anyway so i saw this episode at the panel because they feloni showed it to us yeah there was janina gavankar on stage who was voicing ahsoka's mother Pav t she was on stage with dave and amy radcliffe was the host and we were, they were talking about the show and, and i was super excited and they showed us the trailer and, I was hype, and 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 then they were like, "Yo, you you guys want to see the first episode?" And who's gonna who the fuck is gonna say no to that? So we watched the first episode, and my thoughts on the first one are remain the same as when I watched it back then. So I watched it again when they when they all came out, and then you know, as so my thoughts are the same now as they were then. That this is a pretty, it's cool seeing like where she comes from and and where like you know, who her mother is and who you know, her what her tribe and all that, right? I we assume that this is the Togrut to homeworld of Shili, but it could be a colony on some other planet somewhere, right? We don't really we don't really get the answer to that. But it, it was pretty dope seeing uh first of all, the animation is fucking gorgeous, dude. The animation is so beautiful. It's the best it's ever been like since since Clone Wars season seven. The animation for Lucasfilm has been top tier. Bad Batch was good. Clone Wars Season 7 was great. Fucking now this, fantastic, incredible. It, it gets better and better. So that was beautiful, you know, everything. The lighting and, and just all of it was so, so good.
3: Um, yeah, so it was
1: cool seeing all those, Um, you know, pavti and and baby ahsoka and and her dad and and the old like you know elder woman that was in the village or tribe or whatever and and just seeing the planet it's like there's like a lot of pine trees and you know giant fucking yellow saber-toothed tiger you know thing and and yeah, overall, I think it was fine. Like, it was just like, this is the moment where they knew that Ahsoka was Force-sensitive because the older elder lady was like, is Jedi. She's a Jedi. So from then on, they knew she was Force-sensitive. Um, and that's basically the story is that first episode is, you know, Ahsoka, the discovery of her being Force-sensitive is, is there. And Josh is playing the trailer. Yeah, you can see, you know, s- s- stuff from all of the episodes. Um,
0: yeah, I thought it'd be cool to play the and, trailer
1: while you talked about it. Yeah, so, yeah, there's the yellow saber-tooth and baby Ahsoka. She, she like, kind of connects with the saber-tooth, you know, with the Force, and and then, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the majority of the first episode. Um, obviously, her mother takes her hunting as well, and, and she kind of, like, the episode is called life and death so you know soka's born and the mother's like yo you need to face death because it's you know a natural part of life and you know some people might say that's a little fucked up to teach a baby that but hey man star wars there's a lot of shit they do in star wars we don't do in our real life so you can't really compare yeah. the two really. and everybody's cultures but, uh, are
0: different like like outside yeah. of like outside of our culture you know i'm sure people look in are like man that's fucking weird but uh, they do it you know and it's the same when we look at other yeah. cultures as well. So, exactly. And this is Star Wars. So, a world, a yeah. universe, a galaxy even, full of <laughs> other yeah. cultures.
1: Exactly. Um so yeah, uh that's basically the gist of that episode though. We get to see the birth of Ahsoka and then like time passes and she's like a year old or whatever and then her mom takes her hunting and and then you know, we get the whole she's force sensitive the discovery of her. Right. So that's pretty cool. Again, I thought the same, feel the same way about it as our first saw. It was pretty cool. Pretty neat. Just seeing that, um, nothing too special, but it was just, you know, cool seeing her early life. It's a good introductory
0: um, episode of what this show is going to be.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all I got to say about the first. one. So I don't know if you guys want to add in anything onto that.
0: I don't really have a lot. It, it is cool to see the, the, all the Tegruta and how they, uh, how they interact with each other and, and you kind of get a little bit of their culture, not a whole lot of it, but I always like learning new things in yeah. star Wars or things I hadn't seen on, on screen, but maybe seen in comics and stuff. So it was cool. They made baby Ahsoka adorable. It's so like, you just want to pinch oh, your cheeky. Yeah. I and mean, be like, I want to pinch your cheeks. So,
1: all the babies, right. They got to be cute.
0: It's like, look at your baby. You want like, <laughs> chubby cheeks,
2: you
1: know? Yeah. Mm <laughs> hmm. Now, this next episode is where things get interesting for me because these next three all in a row, my favorite, the best yep. stuff. In my I'm opinion, the same, right actually. Here, these next three. So then episode two is called Justice. And this one is we start off at some point years before Phantom Menace. We have.
3: uh Young Qui Gon
1: and young younger Count Dooku, because Dooku's you know still a grown ass man in this episode, but we see that he has like black hair, no feet, no facial hair at all, no beard, no nothing. Both him and Qui Gon, both both clean, baby faced basically, uh, and they're going to this planet to rescue a son of a senator. We, they, they land, we see them, we don't know whether they're there initially, but they enter like a cantina or like a bar or a tavern or some, something like that. And there's a bunch of people who's like, where's the senator's son?
3: And
1: they reveal the village elders like, yo, you don't really know the senator. Like, he's he's a shady and it's revealed that they all the whole town decided to kidnap the sun because of the you know terrible conditions of the planet the senator has not been really aiding his people
3: and surprisingly the sun is completely understanding of whole situation he's like well
1: shit I didn't realize it was this bad no wonder you know they kidnapped me because my dad's been treating them like shit right so he's he's definitely understanding and then the villagers or the the, the people there village are kind of like uh talking to, to, to quiet they're, they're having a conversation with Qui-Gon and Dooku and they're like trying to figure out you know what's going on why this happened and all that and then fucking they're alerted that the senator has arrived with like his own like militia or whatever and he's like yo I want my son like you better bring him to me now
3: because you know I, I,
1: I'm not even here without my son and then the people come out. They have a little bit of a conversation. Dooku has talks with with the senator. Um, senator Daganay. And then the senator is like, yo, you serve the Senate. And Dooku's like, the fuck we do? We serve the people of the Republic, my guy. You got this all. You got me fucked up saying something like that. So there's a bit of a... This, there's the disagreement there and he and then the senator's like yo i don't i will destroy this place bro i, I you better bring him back my son and then they they don't they start shooting the jedi dooku and, and qui-gon pull out their sabers they start blocking and defending the villagers a lot of the villagers end up dying and yeah the village the village elders like well first of all they, 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 the, the village elder before all of this takes place. I forgot to mention that she thinks that, that they, Qui Gon and Dooku brought the senator here, and Dooku's like, no, are he's here. We didn't even know he was gonna be here. Like, they we're, had like, we're no knowledge our of our
0: uh, of our mission. You yeah, know, or whatever.
1: Yeah, because they were doing their own okay. investigation. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so he's like, no, he has no idea. And then, and then the fight ensues, and then kind of Dooku kind of like, this is the point where dooku starts getting sick of the jedi and and the republic and all of that shit because he's like this is some corrupt ass shit going on i'm sick of the senator thinking he's above you know everybody and he starts force choking the shit out of this guy and then you're like whoa this is cool dude like like this is where dooku's like this is it this is like where he's this is where it starts right
0: his first step you yeah, know his first plunge the dark into,
1: into darkness so he starts force choking the dude Qui-Gon's like no you know like like stop it bro and he force pushes Qui-Gon back Qui-Gon's like well shit I need to go get the sun out cause otherwise this shit's gonna get real ugly or uglier than it already is real fast so he like frees the senator's son and he's like yo dude go save your dad man cause my master's gonna fucking kill him if you don't go out there um and yeah, all the meanwhile, Dooku's blocking shots, force choking the shit out of this dude. Senator's son goes and gets in the way. He's like, "Stop!" And Qui Gon's like, "Yo, Dooku, master, chill. It's over. That's it." And he kind of calms down. You can kind of see the look on his face. He's all angry, and he's like, "Whoa!" He Kind of like snaps out of it, you know. And he and he goes back to normal. But um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty pretty great. Um. Just seeing the relationship between Qui-Gon and, and Dooku is something we've heard about, right? Because even in episode two when Obi-Wan and, and, and Dooku meet, he's like, Oh, I wish Qui-Gon was still here, you know. He mm-hmm. you know Dooku was always uh you know, like like I think I think his friendship with Qui-Gon and his, that relationship that they had was was like a genuine, like like good mm-hmm. one. Like they yeah, they were pals, they were friends, they were, you know, the role of master and apprentice for years, right? And then, you know, that's why Obi-Wan's like, oh, he wouldn't, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn would never join you, And you know. It, it, it just brings up interesting questions, like, what the hell, like, what would Qui-Gon do if he was still alive after that? Like, if he got, if Qui-Gon made it to the Clone Wars, what the hell would, what would he have done? Like, what, what would, like, because he was always more of a, I don't want to say Grey Jedi, because that's not a,
3: like, you know, thing, but he
1: was more of, like, Always testing the council and like doing his own kind of thing really. And we saw sense. that in Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: we see it all the time in 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 different like storytelling is like he's the kind of he pushes back on the system. His belief yeah. cycle's a little bit different than what everybody else has kind of gotten not necessarily lazy, but have gotten comfortable with. Right? He's that yeah. type of character. And and, I, and, and these he, episodes, these three episodes with Dooku is like really helps establish like gets you on dooku's side a bit in these in these episodes you know like it makes you understand
1: his his fall a little bit more right like Mm -hmm. like oh wow i can you know so yeah it makes me wonder like what qui-gon would have done because he even obi-wan tells him like yo you'd be on the council if you weren't always fucking like going (laughs) against the council's wishes and stuff you know so yeah i just it was really cool seeing the relationship between qui-gon and dooku though like i it's something i've wanted to see for years you know since we've known about those characters and, and it's yeah, it's just, it's really cool to finally see it. And another cool thing about this episode is that Liam Neeson's real life son, uh, Michael, uh, um, Richardson or Mikhail, or yeah, he is, he ends up voicing Qui-Gon in this episode. So you have Liam Neeson's real life son voicing Qui-Gon in this episode, which is something that they told us back in celebration too. I remember, I remember saying that but uh yeah it's uh it was cool it's just a cool little thing like they didn't need to do that but it was cool right like it's you know you got his, you got his real life son voice in Qui-Gon um but yeah you, yeah Corey Burton reprising quite you know, um reprising his role as Dooku from Clone Wars to voice Dooku in this as well just a younger version of of that character you know and I thought I thought they did pretty great but yeah, that's basically the second episode, which I thought was so well done, and it was, oh, yeah. and it's like quite a bit of time, like, like it's, like I would say this is in High Republic era. This episode, like, it's not quite like as you know far back, but like it's still back enough where it's like we're still in the High Republic era.
0: You know? I'll be honest, I wasn't even thinking about that when I watched it. I was so focused on, I wasn't even thinking about eras necessarily. As the yeah, no, I, I I I was getcha. so sucked in. I get you. Because yeah, think the because the, it, the, yeah, the right.
1: story is the story is so good. But no, yeah, like it's this episode mm-hmm. technically is in the higher Republic era, so very very cool. Um, but yeah, that's
3: episode two, which I really enjoyed. Then we have episode three, which is called Choices. Uh.
1: And this one we get Dooku again. He's a little bit older now. And he's traveling with Mace Windu. And they're going
3: to a
1: planet to recover called Raxus Secundus to, to pick up uh the body of a of a fallen uh uh jedi master of the high council who, who was killed here murdered and at this point dooku or mace neither of them are council members or anything at all obviously we know that mace eventually does become a member of, of the high council as he is in the movies but in this he's not um and they're kind of equals at this point right like Dooku and Mace, they're kind of like mm-hmm. on the same playing level here, and yeah, they're they're going to try to find the body. Mace is very by the book, you know, following the rules kind of thing, which Dooku is always like, "Yo, that's sometimes inspiring, but sometimes maddening the way you are, Mace." And so Mace is just trying to pick up the body, go back to Coruscant, and Dooku's like, nah, man, we, we need to we need to conduct a full investigation. So he's like pressing the senator there. Uh that like, yo, where where were you guys attacked? Where's the site? And and all the meanwhile, you were kind of suspecting something sus is going on, because he, you know, the go with the guards and the senator himself themselves. And you know, there's more to it because Mace can also, by the time he gets them talking, they, he can tell that, yeah, they're, they're being a little suss about some things. So uh, they go out to the site where it all happened. They look around the vicinity and, and see that, yo, this, this is not adding up here. So they start pressing the senator for answers. The senator panics and is like, the guards killed her. After they notice that wait a minute, there's some scorch marks on the tree, there's no damage on the ship, the shots must have came from the direction of the ship.
3: And so the senator
1: again was like, yo, the guards killed her. And so the guards just fucking gun his ass down right then and there. And down he and down he goes. And then dude, when Mace and Dooku pull out their sabers, they pull off some. Dope shit, like blocking all those shots, and like, like Dooku does like this cool ass like twirl block that he that he like 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 turn around twirl block from one of the shots. It, it's really cool, man. The mm-hmm. animation for that for that like whole fight you know scene is is, is awesome. Um, and yeah, we we just get to see two of the greatest you know sabered swordsmen like just go ham on some you know on some. Assassin droids they I think they were like h k droids, maybe'm i not exactly sure what kind of droids they were, but they pop out of nowhere and, and they and they defend themselves against the guards as well and if, anyway, eventually they defeat all of them and then they like start pressing and questioning the the two like main guards and they're like, yo, you guys are lap dogs of the Republic or of the because all you do is you know take care of the wealthy people and you don't give a shit about any of us down here and these other you know you know, the rest of us. And uh, you know, you can kinda see Dooku
3: being like, hmm, again, right? He's like, Hmm
1: Like, this is uh this is not this is not good. Like you you guys kinda have a point here and Mace is still like, you know obviously very much so by the book and, and with the Jedi still and, and whereas Dooku's like questioning everything. So they they ask him about, like, yo, why why did you kill Jedi? Why did, why did you not kill the senator right away? And they're like, yo, we want to install him as our puppet, basically. And, and then we want him to do, because he's been mm-hmm. kind of not, you know, because he hasn't been.
0: He's been selling us and, off piece by piece, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. We need to get some of that bit.
1: And then at the end of the episode is where Dooku kind of talks to the other guy, and he's like, well, I don't really condone your actions, but, you know, you, you kind of got the kind of got the right idea there you're just going about it the wrong way kind of basically is what he's telling them and uh yeah it, it's again just seeing him like fall further further and further right like more and more like with each it's kind of it's
0: great too because in this episode we see like blind loyalty to something rewards mace windu right like he's yeah he's he's blindly loyal in some ways to the jedi and that rewards him with a seat on the council right whereas yep. for dooku yep. like he questions everything investigates things maybe he goes a little bit too far but ultimately his heart's in the right place i feel in this episode yeah like he wants to invest wouldn't you want somebody to investigate your death like and yeah i'm on Dooku's side Like if I, in in this episode, I am 100% on his side all the way up to near the end where it's like, like, like it's hard not to be because we know that that blindly following, you know, any organization is wrong, can can be wrong and lead to catastrophic consequences, which is what eventually happens to the Jedi in the main movies, right? So like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. you see it here like and you can even feel it a little bit at the end when when duker's like were you aware that you were going to get the seat on the council before this mission or whatever you know that yeah. that, that those lines and i
1: which I which on that cool i actually that. no it was great it was great to show that but i actually believe mace i don't think he had any idea that that was going to happen no he's i just I, like i
0: believe mace too
1: yeah because he's like yo i was on the mission with you like like what do you mean you know but you're right though like mace Throughout the entire episode, from start to finish, by the book, when Dooku asks him, Wouldn't you want somebody to investigate Yerta? He's like, No, I'd want them to follow protocol. And you're like, Okay, well, that's just that's Mace Window, you know? But Dooku, yeah, he's very like, We got to get to the bottom of this. We got to figure out what happened, you know? And uh, even when he like talks to him about like getting promoted, he's like, Oh, Mace is like, Oh, I'll put in a good word for you, whatever. He's like, And <laughs> I love Dooku's like sassy ass response. He's like, Oh, thank you, like oh, th- oh, thank you, Master Jedi. Like, you know, <laughs> like so, like just again, like I love, I love seeing the relationship between those two guys in this episode, almost as much as I enjoyed seeing Qui Gon and Dooku in the episode before. So it was, it was really, really cool just seeing that, like just seeing these guys that in the Clone Wars and in the movies we know as enemies. Because even if you remember, even in Attack of the Clones, at the very beginning of the movie, when uh, when they're talking about Count Dooku, Mace Windu's like, "Oh, it, it, you know, it couldn't be Dooku. He was a former Jedi. Like he, you know, he's a He's. They, they, I think the word they use is like he's a political idealist, not a murderer, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're like they even 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 up until Attack of the Clones, they still like didn't even believe that Dooku could do this this type of shit. Um, but as we know, they're they're very wrong. Um, because in the next episode, which is by far the best one, in my opinion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like this episode is like, to me, one of the greatest Star Wars animated episodes ever. Like this is. It's called the Sith Lord, and it's so fucking good. Episode four. Is so good. It is
3: legit top tier Star Wars right here. Um from start to finish, like so we start off the episode with Dooku. I think at this point,
1: Dooku isn't a Jedi like he kind of goes away from the council because I think it's explained in one of the novels or one of the audio dramas or something like that. I think it's called Dooku Jedi lost. I haven't read it, so I don't know really, but at some point Dooku leaves the, the Jedi, but he's still welcome in the temple as like a, you know, cause he, they're, they're on friendly terms. Right. So he, he can come mm-hmm. and go as, as he pleases. He can come hang out. Your still, old haunt yeah. You, yeah. He's like, you, you can go hang out at your old camp, you know, your old, your old grounds, right. Your old stomping grounds. So, He's there chilling. He can still chill there with him. So like I said, at this point, I think he's no longer a Jedi, but he's still welcome in in the temple. So he goes to the temple and we see him go to the archives. And as soon as he does this, I know immediately what we're about to see. And I get excited Mm -hmm. because this is something that we've speculated about for years and we pretty much knew it was him, but we've never seen it. And we finally got to see it so he's over here deleting Camino from the archives, which is something that happens that we find out about in episode two, again, an attack of the clones. And just to finally see him do it, like using,
3: uh, using, um,
1: like not, not like my Sifo Diaz is like, you know, whatever he uses, like, Thing that he uses to 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 infiltrate, you know, the the archives with, or to enter the archives with, because obviously he's not using his own. Um. So by this point, he's had Diaz killed, and he's entering the archives, deleting Camino. So obviously, we know that by this point, Diaz is dead. The clone army is under, you know, being, you know, produced or, or getting started, and that. And that, above all of that, Dooku is already friendly with Sidious. He's he's friendly with Palpatine in that way. So after he does that, kind of talks to Jakasta Nu, and he's like, "Yo, what's all the commotion? What's going on?" And she's like, "Yo, it's your, it's your apprentice, uh, Qui Gon." He's like, "Qui Gon, what happened?" Oh, he, you know, this his imagination must be running wild because. Even though we haven't seen a Sith in a generation or whatever the fuck, like you know, a thousand years. He he's, he claims to have seen one on, on uh on you know, he's claims to have seen a Sith Lord on Tatooine. And obviously we know that Dooku knows and Jocasta New continues with her like very like I hate her attitude. Oh yeah, she's dude. So, like, she's she's so dismissive you know, all the time. You
0: know Qui-Gun. He, he always has an overactive imagination yeah, a, he, or whatever. Yeah, it's like or... much
1: like you, Dooku. You both had a wild like imagination. I'm like, this this bitch, dude, like she <laughs> yeah. does this every time. I hate her. People give Mace Windu shit. I give I fucking her. She sucks, dude. I hate Jacasa
4: <laughs>
1: Old Jedi. I never thought I'd feel this way about an old ass lady, but she sucks, dude. Jakasa is the worst. She's, the worst she's part of what's.
0: Jedi. She's part of what's wrong, right? Like, he's, yeah, like she's she she embodies everything that's wrong, which is the arrogance of the Jedi. We can't be the, the archives are never wrong and all that kind of.
1: Yeah, the archives are, are, are complete. What do you mean? They're they're, they're yeah they're, exactly. We see her it's do that like, in episode too. It's yeah, like, what do you mean? Phones,
0: Why, how can you say that? Like, so
1: confident and so arrogant. And
0: that just, kind of uh, arrogance pisses you off, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like a problem. It
1: pisses me off, and I'm not even a character in the fucking. like yeah. You know, she's she's, she's she's annoying. I'm like, anyway, but uh, so yeah, um, that happens, and then later we see Qui Gon, who's voiced by Liam Neeson this time.
2: Yeah.
3: Show
1: up, so we know. I mean, we knew after the fact that Jocasta told him that she found a Sith on Tatooine that this was taking place during the Phantom Menace, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. Like Getting to see this angle of this movie in this way, this is after, this is during the movie. It takes place during and after the movie, I think. I think after, guys. I think the end is after. But anyway, it takes place during Phantom Menace. It's the same timeline as episode one. And we have Yaddle talking to Qui Gon, which, by the way, Yaddle, voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard, I think she did a fantastic job in this episode. She killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Yaddle does not talk like a psycho like Yoda does. <laughs> uh, Yoda, I don't. He just, he just talks that way for for some other reason. Maybe I don't know. Maybe 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 we'll get that explained at some point. But he, so we know that for sure now that all of Yoda's species, which are still unnamed, do not all talk that way, which means that eventually, whenever Grogu starts talking, he's not going to have to start talking like Yoda. He can talk normally, like Yaddle. Um, But anyway, Yaddle, which we only see in the movies in Phantom Menace, and then she disappears after that. Well, now we know why in this episode. But anyway, we see her talking to Qui-Gon, who's voiced by Liam Neeson. And it, oh man, it's so good seeing hearing Liam Neeson voice Qui Gon, dude. Like it, it, it's like it's, it's it's like such a feel good like thing. I don't know, I don't know why. Like I just I just love hearing Qui- uh, Liam Neeson come back to, to do Qui Gon, man. It was it was good seeing him do it in the Obi Wan series, and it was good. It's good hearing him in this again. Um, but he's talking to Yaddle, and obviously at this point, this is when they come back to Coruscant after discovering Anakin. And they bring him over to Coruscant to talk to the council for it and all that stuff. And then we have a little, after they have the little talk there with, with, with Dooku, Yaddle, and Qui-Gon, there's a bit of a time jump. to after the Battle of Naboo, where Qui-Gon's dead and Dooku's like just reminiscing, looking at the tree. And he's like, I used to bring that Coruscant-born boy here when he was younger, you know. Which we find out that Qui-Gon was born on Coruscant. That might have been already like revealed to us in a book somewhere, but for the it was definitely we heard it and saw it in any animation or movies anywhere. Like we heard it and you know for the first time, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, just Yaddle talking to Duke, being like, you do, do you want to come to his funeral? We're about to go to Naboo, and he's like, Nah, I wouldn't be any, I, I wouldn't be good company there, you know, because because he had that attachment to Qui Gon, right? Like one of the big mm-hmm. things about the Jedi is like attachments and all that stuff. And obviously, he was attached to his, you know, Padawan. Because he tells Yoda, Yaddle, like you know, how quickly they grow up, our, our apprentices, you know. Um. So. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's 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 a bit of a bit of a bummer episode from here point on, from that point on, um.
3: uh but yeah, they they
1: leave. Dooku goes to the works to meet up with Sidious. And the, the, the scheming begins, uh, or not begins, but continues at this point because they talk about like, Dooku's like, first of all, he's he's, he's, he's like, not he, he's furious at, at Palpatine. He's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, you, like, you allowed Maul to kill Qui-Gon? Like, he could have been... You've gone too far! Yeah, you've gone too far. Like that was that was my that was the that was my homie, dude. Like that was my boy. How how you gonna let Maul kill him like that? And then Sidious just like responds like, "Yo, I lost an apprentice. You lost an apprentice. Like you need to have chill been out, a dude." Plan, like, I? and he's like to you because Sidious, you know, for a, as long as he has, well, this is this is just a general Sith trait is that they're always like questioning the loyalty of their students because of the eventual goal of a Sith apprentice. To overkill and overtake their master, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, as the master and the and the schemer of this grand plan, Sidious is like always going to be questioning his apprentices, and that doesn't change for anybody, much less Dooku. And then they talk about some of the secret shit they're planning, and and uh you know he's like, "Yo, dude, if 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 you're going to be in in the in this with me for the long haul, like I'm gonna need, I'm gonna require more from you, like not just that." Cause Duke was like, "Oh, you know, so many people have suffered, and 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 so much has happened because of me." So is like, "Yo, dude, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need you to do more for our plan is gonna work." And so Yattle is in the all the meantime in the background, just like, you know, eavesdropping on this conversation because she followed him to the works. And she's like, and she's like, "Nah, dude, this ends here." which obviously it does end there, but not for them. It ends for her. Cause there is nobody that knows this secret that stays alive. So there's, they, they could, cause it couldn't possibly happen. Like this is during phantom menace. Like nobody knows besides, you know, a handful of people about those, you know, the mm-hmm. whole Sith grand plan that's going on. And, uh, yeah. Um, I knew this was gonna happen anyway because in the trailer that they showed us at Celebration, they saw, we saw, or we see. I think in the trailer that they showed publicly as well, they show you like Yaddle dueling Dooku. So it's like, all right, well, you know, you know what happens to her now. Um, but yeah, they have a, they have a bit of a fight, and it's pretty cool, you know, like seeing that fight. Like I, I think it it probably helps Dooku fight Yoda in, in Attack of the Clones later because mm-hmm. it's kind of the same, you know find another
0: one of my uh, favorite moments in this episode is like Dooku's like I'm afraid and she's like I know you are afraid it's too yeah. late you know like that's yeah, such like, a I'm good afraid
1: late. it's too late yeah that was, because, that was so good because
0: be, the first time he says I'm afraid it's like yeah I believe he's afraid but now he's got no choice I'm afraid it's too late for that now like he follows yeah. up and it's like she's like I am on your side you know I gave up my seat and like you know it's it's, it's like Ah, oh, my heart's breaking for this character. That it's it's actually you
1: know. insane how much they make you feel for Yaddle in uh-huh. w- in one episode, right? Like in one short ass episode, like they make you feel bad for Yaddle, dude. And I and credit goes to like the writing and and Bryce mm-hmm. and 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 Corey Burton as dude. By the way, I didn't even mention Ian McDermott voices fucking Sidious in this again. Yeah, and it. And listen, I love Sam Witwer as Palpatine. He does well, does a good job. But there's nothing like getting the real man himself, bro. Like Mm -hmm. Ian McDiarmid is that dude, man. Like the, like the inflection, the tone, everything about his voice and the way he says things. Like, like when when Yaddle's like, "Come back to me," like everything you've done, like we can we can fix it. He's like he's like, "Don't believe huh? you know. Just little shit like that makes like such a difference, dude. Like, man, Ian McDiarmid is so good. And yeah, and and obviously, yeah, Dooku's lost his connection to the Jedi, to the light side already. Obviously, because he's been doing all this shady shit in, in, the, in the meantime. But um, so they fight and they lightsaber duel, and they they you know they talk throughout it like, like you said, like you know I'm afraid, I'm afraid it's too late, and she's trying to, Yaddle's trying to convince him that it's not too late, that they can kind of salvage, you know, they can still, they can bring Sidious to justice, and 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 you know, you know whatever, but. One The most badass moment in this entire episode comes from Yattle. Mm-hmm. It's when they're dueling. Dooku pushes her to the fucking door and, like, he flips the switch and the door, like, it looks like it's like kills her with, with the door. And you're like, God damn, did they just kill Yattle that way? Yeah, no, and then, I know.
0: Was, I was shocked. I was you're like, like God damn,
1: that's brutal. But the most badass moment is when she, you. She lifts the door and you hear the force theme playing in the background. I almost had chills, bro. Like hearing that theme and like it's like it's Jedi doing Jedi shit, dude. Like lifting the door with the force and like hearing the theme in the back. Oh, dude, that was the most hype, the most badass. You know, she's gonna die anyway. And 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 you know, you know, she's not making it out. But for that brief moment, Yaddo was a badass.
0: If you're going to die, it- right? It's a D&D thing we talk about. If your character's going to die and you're the DM and, and you know their character's going to die, let them have a fucking badass moment as they go, dog.
1: Hell yeah, dude.
0: And that's it right
1: dun, there. Dun, 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 dun. She lifts up the door. Oh, dude, just, I can just see it already, man. And then, of course, after she does it, though, she basically uses all her remaining strength after that and then just kind of tumbles onto the ground. And at and at that point she's defeated because like what else is she gonna do? Dooku's like let me help you find peace, and then you know strikes her down for real. Um, Yeah, that's it. And that was colder
0: than her getting crushed by the door. Like getting crushed by the door would have been was was would have been shocking, but Dooku fucking just giving her peace (laughs) in pieces is like also like ah. You got to see it because it's like there's the fall, like he's falling. There it is, yeah, the like, culmination this is it. Like, of it. Like this he has
1: officially gone too far at this point. Like, mm-hmm. There is, like you said, he, you know, I'm afraid it's too late. Like that, like this, that's it, dude. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no turning back. Um,
0: but yeah, they did so good establishing yeah. like a character that may not be well known to most most people out there, right? And like in a short episode, making you care for that character, wanting that character to succeed, even though, you know, she's not going to Uh, like, you know, she's going to die. But but still can't help but be like, man. I'm bummed, you know, like, it's so cool. It's great writing, fantastic writing. And acting and everything, whole combination
1: yeah it was again to me the best episode of the six it was yeah absolutely my favorite episode as well it's it's the type of shit i want to see more of it was just it's it's too good man It's, it's it's just top it's top tier star wars dude it's like like this is the type of shit where i wish they would kind of do more of and and like i again i said my biggest complaint about this is that they were too few episodes and they were too short i would dude if they had made an a, a spinoff series just off Dooku and we got to see his fall over like several se- like seasons or whatever, oh man, I could have I could have had an entire series of this. Like it was so so good, so fantastic. I loved it. I, I love watching this. this I
0: like episode. how anthologies are kind of making their way back. Isn't that funny?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> when we, yeah, when we we talked about it earlier, It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was episode four. Um, then we have episodes five and six, which are, which are both Ahsoka episodes as well. But we're going to talk about five first. Uh, practice makes perfect. So this is basically Ahsoka's training throughout the Clone Wars. Uh, And it's basically like they could have put, they could have fit this in in the Clone Wars at any point And it would have like fit in well. Um hmm so it starts off with like really short haired Anakin, and mullet one Kenobi because he still got he still has the episode two mullet on. And a bunch of Jedi, little little Caleb Doom and his master Depa Billaba are sitting in the background watching Ahsoka train, and it's like an official like Jedi training exercise. Like they're all spe- spectating, and she's fighting like training remotes and stuff. And you know she does fine or whatever but Anakin is kind of like you know whatever it's basic shit like you know they both he and her want her to do more right because you know that's just the way Anakin is and Ahsoka being the student of Anakin's is going to want to go to that next level so
0: your training is they good kinda, it can be better yeah.
1: yeah. so they they talk about that and he is like, "Yo, if you wanna wanna do more than this, come meet me over here. We're gonna do, we're gonna train with the clones. Basically, they the 501st basically helps train Ahsoka, and that training is what helps her survive Order 66. Essentially, yeah. Uh, what we see in the season seven of Clone Wars, which we see also at the end of this episode, you know, with the you know flash forward." Of you know, Rex escorting her through the hangar as they're about to the, you know go into that episode of, of or, you know or that portion of that episode of, of season seven. And yeah, it was just you know, it was it was a fine episode. Like to me, mm-hmm. this one, like it was cool, like seeing that you know the 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 fill in the blanks of, of of that. But like, I didn't. It wasn't like something I needed. Like this episode to me felt like more for like. Like the kids that grew up with the Clone Wars, you know, like this is their yeah. episode. Like, 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 you know, like if, if you're a Clone Wars person, this is for you, you know. And which is not to say that I'm not a Clone Wars person because I love the Clone Wars, but like, it was fine. Like, I I didn't I didn't need this episode, but it was it was still cool seeing it, like you know. And what I what I thought was pretty neat is like again seeing like super short haired Anakin and like, you know. Mullet one, you know Obi Wan with the mullet, and and that kind of and little Caleb Doom again and all that it was cool, but you know, ultimately not really like necessary. But it was just it was just cool to see, it was cool to witness. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I felt about that one. But yeah, it's basically you get to see her training through multiple phases of the war. Uh, when she has, in the beginning, when she has her one single-bladed saber, and then when she switches to two, and then, you know, obviously at the end when she needs it to save her life. So that's pretty much uh,
3: you know. But that's that's kind of the gist of this episode. So again, I thought it was fine, but nothing super super crazy. Um, yeah.
1: And then uh, obviously we have the final finale which is Resolve which I think of the three Ahsoka episodes this is probably my favorite and the best one
3: yep I Um, agree
1: so this one I will also say it has a little bit of like controversy with it and what I mean by that is this episode was adapted
3: from the Ahsoka novel
1: and there's been some changes to it that people who have read the novel are not too happy about. Which is not the first thing that something has been changed because. Um, I recently read the Kanan, Jet, the Lost, the, the 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 Kanan Padawan comics, mm-hmm. and uh, those tell the story of Kanan surviving Order sixty six. Much differently than the way it goes down in the first episode of the Bad batch, so in the first episode of the Bad batch, we see little Caleb Doom and Deppa Balaba with uh, I believe uh, Commander Gray, who is also in the comic, but in the comic we have Commander Gray and Captain Styles, who are like two you know main main captain dudes uh, uh, that are. With Depa Balava and, uh, and and Caleb Doom, but so I recently read the comics and it's so much different how it is from that to the Bad Batch. Like honestly, it was like here, like it was cool seeing Caleb in the Bad Batch in animation again, like as a little kid, a you know, little Padawan. But it was totally unnecessary. Like he didn't need to be there because in the comics, the way that that story is told is, in my opinion, better than the way they did it in. Uh, in the show. Like the way they did in the show is they kind of like shoved the bad batch into that when they didn't even need to be there. Because mm-hmm. in the comics, they're not in there at all. It's just like Commander Gray, Captain Styles, Deppa Balaba, and King, or Caleb Doom. And in, and there's other differences like in the that are not as important, but still like you're kind of like well, well, what's the canon here? You know, like you're 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 starting to like erase canon with this, where it's like in the comic, Deppa had a green lightsaber in the in the show, she had a blue. The look of the planet and the and 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 the uh, the scenery and 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 the battle was different, even though we don't get to see a whole lot of it in the in the show. Anyway, the whole point I'm trying to say is the way they do certain things in animation or live action isn't always better than what they do in the comics or books. So I think people are upset and I think rightfully so with certain things, some things are Mm -hmm. not as bad. Like, like I will say that some things that they get retconned are kind of like whatever you don't, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but I think for other things, it, it matters a bit more. Um, and like I said, for the Bad Batch stuff with, with Caleb, I think that was completely unnecessary and they didn't need to do that, but it was really cool. But that takes me back to how it relates to this episode uh Resolve and Tales of the Jedi. So they adapted this episode from the novel Ahsoka and apparently they, I haven't read it, so I don't really know. I can't really go too deep into detail on what they changed and what the differences were but apparently there was some characters that were changed from the novel to animation and so much so that they don't even use the names of these characters. And I think they are supposed to look different and like, they're like supposed to be the same characters, but in the, the animation, you know, in tales of the Jedi, they're like, not, they don't really like mention them. They're supposed to be the same characters, but they're supposed to look different in the novel. I don't know. Anyway, there's some contradicting stuff, and people are kind of upset about, like, kind of the retcon of of that kind of thing. So, again, I haven't really read it, so I I don't know too much about what it is. But I think at some point, you're going to have to, Filoni or somebody's going to have to be like, well, there is... Like they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to have some kind of explanation as to like why they keep like just retconning shit like that. When originally they said that everything, no matter what it is, the movies, the comics, the the shows, is supposed to be one continued canon, right? Like they're gonna have to explain why they like retcon some certain shit because there's a reason that they have the Lucasfilm Story Group so that this so that they wouldn't have to like, you know, just retcon shit like that so that everything has a continuity right like so everything is continuous like they have this group of people like Pablo Hidalgo and Leland Chi and all these other people they're there to like prevent that from happening but yet here we are where like comics and novels are getting retcon in favor of the shows and it's like well that makes i mean it makes it makes more sense because more people are going to watch the show than read the comics or the books but at the same time, how do you want people to keep reading that shit if you're just going to keep retconning it? You know what I mean? Right.
2: Like, like,
1: yeah. like what's what's the balance here? Like, you you have a story group so that this shit doesn't happen, but it keeps happening. Like, you, you ha- and if you don't, like, if you're going to, if you know eventually you're going to tell these stories in the future a different way, then stop putting them in books or comics. Like, you know what I mean? Anyway, that's just my little... Little bit on that. We can we can dive into the episode now. I just wanted to bring that up because I know that eventually somebody might bring it up if we didn't talk about it. So I just wanted to bring that up briefly. I know probably Josh, you had no idea about that, ah, but
0: didn't even realize it because I hadn't read the yeah, book no. really and yeah. I had no clue. So
1: yeah, again, I haven't read it either, but I do know that that's a thing that's happened. It's been talked about and, and discussed and all that. So yeah. Again, I haven't read it, so I don't know the exact exact details. So apologies for that, but I do know that it's a thing. However Soon as the episode itself, we open up on Naboo, uh, Padme's funeral. We have Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, and Ahsoka is there somehow. Uh, somehow she got there. um Which I think is both kind of cool, but also at the same time, like, does, does she really have to be everywhere? It's kind of how I feel about it. Like, it's cool that she was there because she was Padme's friend, like she mentions. But it's like, man, I feel like also like. Part of me feels like they're trying to put her in everything just to have her in everything, you know.
0: That's fair. Like, I oh, that's she was fair. she was
1: in she was in the background of this, but we just didn't see her. It's like, oh, really? Like she's gonna just gonna put her in everything. But again, I don't really have that big of an issue with it because I think it is cool that she would be at Padme's funeral, you know. But um, anyway, she talks with Bail after the funeral. And he's like, What the hell are you doing here? Like, you can't be here. She's like, I'm kinda I'm 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 out of the fight. Like I'm 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 done fighting, you know. I just got the three three years of the clone wars and like this is you know, we have an empire now, like what like we almost what's going on here? And he's trying to convince her to like stay with the fight, but she doesn't want to, and she's and and then they get stopped by shock troopers, you know, clones. And Bale is kinda like talking to her. Through the troopers, like, the responses he's given the, the clones, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, it is, it is cool seeing how she she went from, like, you know, being a survivor of Order 66 to becoming Fulcrum for, for, for real. Um, but, yeah, she kind of leaves and, and goes off on another planet. Uh, and she goes under the name of Ashla. Which is both, which is interesting in, in multiple ways, because originally, when they were developing uh, the Clone Wars, uh, that was one of the names that they ha- they were going to give Ahsoka was going to be Ashla, like that was like one of the you know potential names they were going to give her. And it's also interesting because it's one of the names, uh, of you know, the Force. Like they, there's the Ashla and the Bogan is what they uh, you know are referred to as. So you have one side and the other, right? So you have the uh the light, the light side which is the Ashla and then the, the dark side which is the Bogan. And also Josh, I don't know if you knew, knew this or not either, but uh the moons of tython from like, you know, the Old Republic and all that, like one of them was called also Ashla and Bogan. So those names come up in multiple instances throughout, like, you know, Star Wars. So it's you know mm-hmm. pretty neat in that regard. But anyway. Uh so yeah. Um she goes another she's on another planet, laying low, goes by the name Ashla, not really trying to show off her Jedi abilities. But uh
3: you have these like little these villagers
1: trying to you know talk to ahsoka and then like they they get into trouble and like i think something's falling on you i think it's the brother right and then she kind of like stops it with the force but then she gets noticed and then the the sister's like yo i i see you jedi like you know she's like no you shouldn't be saying that like i'm you know the hell are you doing and eventually the brother kind of turns her in and calls in the Empire and they bring in an Inquisitor. Which, by the way, this Inquisitor looks fucking badass, dude. Like, ever since I saw him, like, in the trailer and, 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 and at, back at Celebration, I was like, this dude looks, he has such a cool look to him. He is, like, one of the cooler looking, like, Inquisitors by far. Um, and I'm not exactly sure which inquisitor. Yeah, there he is. Look at him. He looks badass. I'm not exactly sure which one this guy is supposed to be, you know, what, what brother he's supposed to be, but he looks cool. And he, of course he's got the Imperial cape and cloak on. He's got the double bladed inquisitor saber. Um,
3: and yeah, we don't really he's he's kinda he doesn't really we don't get to know who, which one he is, but anyway uh
1: he kinda like starts questioning the the local villagers and is like, yo, where's the Jedi? I thought you said there was a Jedi here. And he's like and then the brother's like, There what? there is. There definitely is. And the Inquisitor who's voiced by Clancy Brown, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. But Clancy oh, we Brown, love, is a, love yeah, Clancy. Clancy's Clancy's great. Uh the Kurgan. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you know, about to kill, I think, the brother or whatever, and Ahsoka pops up, like, nope, there is a Jedi here. And she like does some force stuff and pushes him out, you know, out of the way. And then like In one of the more badass things Ahsoka has ever done, ever. Like, Ahsoka has done a lot of badass shit in her day. But this was, like, easily one of the most dopest shit she's ever done. She, like... The Inquisitor's coming to attack her. And she, like... Does, like, this move where she takes his his own double-bladed saber. It's, like... Does this, like, spin... Like I don't like this move on him where like she takes his own saber and kills his, he kills him with it, and it is like so it is like it's so cool man it's such a badass moment, and she didn't have to bust out her saber she killed this dude using his own weapon, like this dude ain't shit he looks cool but he ain't shit dude
0: pa- compared to like, her he isn't like she is no she is a hardened veteran of the Clone Wars of the Clone my Wars friend. yeah like he
1: trained. Not only a fully trained Jedi, but she was trained by Anakin, so you know she's she's Mm -hmm. she's gonna be she's gonna be some some business. Um, so that was fucking awesome to see. Like she didn't she didn't have to bust out her saber. She was like, "I'll kill you with your own weapon, dude." And then what I thought was really interesting is that when he died, and like his you know because she like she like decapitates him right, like she cuts off his head. Yep. When you see when you see the head flow down, it kind of like deflates like a balloon or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like what the hell's going on? I'm like, it makes me wonder what species or what you know, what type of alien or, or humanoid or whatever the fuck this guy is, you know?
0: Because mm-hmm. we can't
1: really tell. We we don't really know. He just has a cool looking face or mask or whatever that is. It almost kind of reminds you of like a plague doctor mask, you know?
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though, man. That inquisitor was full of hot air.
1: <laughs> oh my god, he was. Yes. he was. He was. Yeah, he was. We 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 need we need the <laughs> you need the the, the the, you know the drum i don't have it ba-dum, ba-dum,
0: i was sitting <laughs> here thinking oh i don't have that sound effect
1: <laughs> should i do but you guys can't hear it
0: i anyway, got the air horns anyway continue on i didn't so, mean to derail us
1: <laughs> no no you're good but yeah and that's pretty much like it right like she she talks to bail again and she becomes fulcrum like she becomes you know um, you know, a, a friend of the rebellion from that point on, with Bail and all that. So, and that's you know that's how basically the the, the tales of the Jedi end. So, um, <clears throat> pretty 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 decent ending to it. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, so I enjoyed all six. Definitely the Dooku episodes more than the Ahsoka ones. Absolutely for me. Episode the four, the Sith Lord being the best one, in my opinion.
0: I'm the same. Uh,
1: I think a lot of people feel the same. I think episode four was, like, the... I think, as far as I've seen, the unanimous, like, best episode, like, easily. It just adds so much to Star Wars, man. Like, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they were all good. I enjoyed the Dooku ones more than the Ahsoka ones. But uh, yeah, I just, I really hope we get a season two. I really hope that we get more than six episodes and that they're longer. And this is the part where I ask you, Josh, for a season two of Tales of the Jedi, what are some Jedi you would like to see them focus on? Because uh-huh. I'll go for I'll go first. I'll go first to give you okay. some time if you want. If you want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead, right go ahead. Right for me, then you can think about it. I'll go for me, I would like them to focus on lesser known Jedi that did not get to shine or did not get as much screen time in the movies or in the Clone Wars or, or, you know, any, any stuff like that. Right. So like for me, or, or even like, like, you know how we mentioned in the news earlier about the, 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 the the new Star Wars movie going to be having, or it's going to be taking place after the, the rise of Skywalker or whatever. Mm -hmm. If they did an episode or a few episodes on like Ray training Finn, that'd be dope. I'd love that. Just bring back Daisy Ridley and John Boyega to do the voices and be badass. That's one way you could do it. Um, but yeah, I would love to see like maybe like a Plo Koon, epi- like a Plo Koon episode, Ala Sakura, like ki Mundi, like a lot of those prequels, like Kid Fist, a lot of those prequel Jedi that like are in the background, but you don't really get to spend a whole lot of time with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, or even oh man, you know if they did this, dude Honestly, I don't even want them to do this because I would want them to make it its own series. But like, Revan, Bastila, like, you know, going back to Kotor era, like, Vandar Tokar and all those other Jedi, and like, you know, Jolie Bindo, like, like, dude, how did Jolie become a shaded a-, a shady like, like, like old man? Like, not shady, but like, like jaded is what I'm looking for. Like, how did how did how did Jolie become a jaded old man on on the fucking Shadowlands? Of no, Kishik, I got right? you.
0: I got you, and I want to I want to raise you, DT. I want to tell okay. you something. All right, yeah. we got Tales of the Jedi, right? Yes. Tales of the Sith. Tales of the Bounty. Mm. Tales of the Smuggler. Of course. Tales of yeah, the Old absolutely. Republic. You know, like, yeah, like that's, if you, that's if you go what I'm it talking that way,
1: about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, th- this could spin off a bunch of different shows that I would love to see, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I would love to see all of that. I would love to see all of that. Like tales of the Sith would be incredible. Tales of the Mandalorians would be fantastic. You could do like Jaster Mareel and 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 Montross and fucking uh you know the Tor Vizla and, and and tales
0: and, uh, of the Terrascasi. Okay, right? Like we just—it's just a martial arts. Tales of arts the Terrascasi. Let's go. <laughs> it's just fighting tournaments everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: but in um, terms of tales of the Jedi, though, yeah, I would, those are what I would like to see. I would even like for them to do like the OG tales of the Jedi. Like, the old comics Tales of the Jedi, like Yulia Kildroma, Exar Kun, you know, all that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, hell yeah,
0: dude. That
1: is what I If I would like to see that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Before we knew what this show was, when it was, like, there was rumors of Tales of the Jedi being announced, like, I thought maybe, I mean, I wasn't sure if that's what they would do, but I was kind of hoping that's kind of what they would do. So, if eventually they go back to those characters. I would I would love that, personally. I, I, I like those characters, like Nomi Sunrider and, You know, Uli Keldroma and K Keldroma and Exar Kun and and, you know Friedon Ned and all dude all that old ancient shit. But anyway, there's the potential for this show is is they could do a lot. They could do a lot with it, and I would like for them to do a lot with it. Uh, Starting with giving us more episodes and making them longer. But hey, man, if they just focus on different characters and different stories, I'll be happy as well. But uh, yeah, so. That's kind of what I would like to see. I would even like fucking bring back Kyle Katarn, dude. Do a tale on him or two, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, Luke and his academy, or or just just so much you could do. Luke training Leia because we saw that in the Rise of Skywalker for a little bit, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like like do that. That'd be cool. The series uh, has all
0: the potential in the world, right? Like especially does. with like it could, go, it could go
1: on. It could go on forever. It, it really yeah, could.
0: It really could. Uh, you actually stole the Jedi I was gonna say. I was gonna say I want more Plo Koon. I was gonna ah. be like I was, I was literally gonna say that and you were like, wait, I'll give you a minute to think on it. And then you said it and I was like, damn it, he stole the one I was gonna pick. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I I was
1: just I was just thinking like cause cause what, what led me to Plo was the fact that Plo Koon was the one that discovered Ahsoka and we mm-hmm. had Ahsoka in this. So like would it be cool if like we saw the episode where he, I he like discovered her. <laughs> yeah, Plo Koon's cool, man. Like, uh, yeah, dude. Like, the, I just, you know, all these, all oh, the so- prequel Jedi that would then get a lot of shine. would Be cool.
0: We need uh, tales of Shaggy. You know, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> bring, bring,
1: bring back Shaggy. Bring back uh, fucking follow you, you could bring, you
0: could bring, bring back, back all those uh, other little secondary Mon. Jedi characters, right? Like, yeah, dude. From yeah, those, dude. From the shorts. That
1: is that is a perfect way to bring back absolutely some of the three D the three D Clone Wars stuff into canon. Yeah, you can bring back Shaggy, you could bring back Vulif you could bring back Fall madama you could bring back uh fucking uh, uh I was thinking of somebody that I had in my head and I blanked out. Um fuck, who did I have in my head? God damn it. Um shit, I blanked out, dude. I had somebody and then I just yeah, cra- it's, there's a lot out. to be fair. <laughs> it's yeah, very there easy. is there is there is a lot you could do. Um yeah, that would be be incredible man there's so much they could do
0: you know but, what tales is tales of the jedi or just the tales of series is just like it's us playing tabletop rpg star wars if you
4: think oh, I, rem- it. I
1: remember who i was thinking of yariel poof bro bring back yariel yeah. poof it'd be great uh anyway no nah, <laughs> yeah the, you could even do like zet jacasa who's you know the little jedi kid in, in attack of the clones and and the uh, of the Sith, who was played by George Lucas's real life son, Jet Lucas. The little remember the little kid, yeah. That, that is like when Bale is like leaving the temple, and he's like, "Sorry, so you gotta leave." And he but he like just pops up and like kills like like fucking five clones before going out. Like do a little tail on that kid, man. Like there's so much you could do, man. So much you could do. And it, it, fucking give us more Yaddle, dude. She was great. Yeah. Only got her for one episode. Bring her back. Koth, him back. Heath cough. Agent and Kolar like, yeah. yeah. oh dude, more man, Mace in his youth. Give us a young Mace. That cool. That'd be cool. Seeing
0: seeing young Mace would be really cool actually. Seeing him like yeah. I would like to see him like I want to see how he is as a padawan and like then become the yeah. Jedi knight and then like Which is interesting all because I
1: read you know how we've had Marvel Unlimited uh mm-hmm. you know for for the past month or so. I read the Mace Windu comics where they show him as like a padawan and he has like a little bit of hair and you see who his master is and all that, that would be cool to see like in an in, in animated form. So I'd be, I'd be all for that if they want to do that. Um, young Yoda and his master or his, his or her master, you know, whoever that is would be cool. Uh, more, more Dooku, maybe, maybe Yoda training Dooku. He has a young, you know, just get to see young Dooku would be cool. Like, Oh, I, I could go on, dude. I have, I, I have so many, like,
0: I know we could be we, here all, all the, night.
1: We, we really could. <laughs> But we'll probably end it here, though, because you could go on forever. We've been going on for quite a bit. We went through all six episodes. Overall, I love it. Josh, I do
0: too. I love there it. you go. I want more of it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That is Tales of the Jedi. Thank you guys for watching and listening. It was a fantastic... This is a fantastic set of Star Wars right here. Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just... I really, I really loved it. I really did. Uh, I want more. And I, w- I, yeah, I'm, I want, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Give us tales of the Sith, tales of the. I mean, I always though, they'll probably name them something different, but you know what? I mean. Yeah, we're, you know what we mean. We're we're same, same difference. But yeah, that'll do it. So uh, thank you guys for for yeah, for watching and hanging out and all that good stuff. This is our final episode of October because, again, it's Halloween, so happy Halloween again to happy all of Halloween, you. guys! Uh, you guys will probably be watching this or listening to this on the other platforms on in November, so happy November to you all as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with the first episode of November. We'll be doing another D&D world-building episode. Which so, is
0: good. Uh, I got some things I want to talk that's about. Be fun. I actually have a bit of that's a plan this fun. time going in.
1: Hey, hey that's gonna be least, fun then
0: at least a new tool set I want to talk about next next time so yeah 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 be cool. I mean it,
1: it. it's fun every time but it's gonna be mm-hmm. yeah it'll be it'll be, it'll be cool so that'll right. do it guys so I'm gonna throw thanks over for to joining DT? us
0: DT you're up on the main screen my friend
1: again thank you all thank you all for joining us here today on the 137th episode of the Talkboard Cantina podcast uh, I'll give you guys one last look here without the the glasses there you go there's the full full pirate look um yeah thank you guys we appreciate it as always um go follow me on all the things i'm gonna be playing uh more games on stream follow me on the on the tiktok on the twitter on the youtube instagram all that good stuff i post things on all of that okay you know from time to time or some more than others but Follow me on all, I, 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 um, you know, I stay updated on all that stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking some D and D more world building next week. And, uh, yeah, coming up for me, I'm probably going to be playing prey on stream. So if you want to check that out, if you're a fan of that game, check it out. We'll be starting it tomorrow. So that'll do it. Bye. Bye. Peace out. See everyone.
0: All right. Guys, thank you. Happy Halloween. If you're going out tonight, stay safe because it is one of the more dangerous nights of the year just to people driving and not being safe. So if you're one of the people going out there tonight and doing some trick-or-treating or or whatever, do be safe. We want you to be safe. Um, Also, if you're a person that's dressed up like DT and I were this episode, let us see those costumes. I'd love to see what you got on. It's always fun. Um... Make sure to follow us on all the things over here. I am a dice maker, so if uh if you like polyhedral dice like you use for D&D or other tabletop RPGs or even board games, make sure to check out 902 dice creations on Etsy, Instagram, TikTok. All those places. I have uh, my TikTok follower count has doubled since the new workshop opened and I've been posting photos again, which I was shocked by, which is why I mentioned it. It's mostly not not to brag, but just because I was shocked at how many people started following. Um so Make sure to to give us follows on all those things. We appreciate you. There's a, currently a sale going on, by the way, if you are interested in some dice right now. Um, coming up for me, game wise, I don't. I want to play God of War. Like, I need to play it. the the old the not the old one, but like the the newest one that's not out yet, or shouldn't be out yet, but kind of got out because it leaked. But you know what I mean. Leak. Yeah, it leaked. God of
1: War. God of War 2018 is what you call it.
0: Yeah, that's the one I want. I want God of War 2018. I need to play it. I've said I was going to play it, and I haven't yet, and I need to before the new one comes out. Um, I hope you had fun with us, guys. We always have fun every week doing this show. We do it every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, Uh, usually every Monday. There are days when we move it on occasion, but not not usually. Um, And uh, in closing, I want to thank Sandwich for your follow, Lucy for your follow, And Lick, thank you for your follow. Majin, thank you for your sub. Appreciate you. And guys, we will see you next Monday with D&D stuff. uh, D&D world building on the next episode. So bye-bye, stay safe, and love you all.
3: Bye-bye. That's the wrong one?